comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Listening to the Walking Dead TV podcast for season eight, episode fifteen of The Walking Dead, entitled Worth. I'm your host, Craig Demanda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Aaron Newerth. Hey. Hey. Welcome back, sir. Mr. Richard Chubtoad Sheldon. We're gonna stick you in the darkest hole we can find, and the only time you'll see the light of day is when we need you to teach us how to do something. <laughs> She's making more sense every week. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen here. It's not going to end well for her at all. Just going to just shot him. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> Mr. Daryl Taylor. Uh, I have a letter from Carl. Oh, do you, and, uh, yeah, are you, are you in a place where you can read it? Okay. I, I, when we get to a place, I will read that letter. I'll read it throughout the show. That letter's to us, it, and you opened it? That's a federal crime, sir. Federal I know, crime. but I, you know what? You wouldn't read it. You guys wouldn't read it. Now, can so you I like do it? Can you sit yourself on the porch, kind of like Rick was, and just kind of? I was sitting. I was. Sitting you know what I mean? Murder the murder shed. shed just kind of lean sideways and just. I just, was leaning. I was leaning in the murder <laughs> shed. I was reading, reading it. Uh, it, it. It got to me. It really got to me. And, and Mr. Jim Dietz is with us as well. I'd like to market my new uh, defense, series of defense self defense DVDs uh, using projectile vomit and macaroni and cheese as a weapon. Oh my god. That was pretty uh, serious. I didn't realize what, what an effective weapon that would be, but I guess, I, yeah. I almost vomited myself when that I, stuff. Oh, oh, first of all, I can't stand sardines, but oh. who knew? <laughs> who knew that he out of all the stuff he had an eating disorder as well? <laughs> who knew? Wow. I mean, he the, and the he stress, cocked the his finger. The job gets to you sometimes because you know. <laughs> it's like he knew exactly how to make himself throw up. Like it wasn't even a thing of. He had to, to figure out how I'm going to make myself throw up that quickly. Well, he was I mean, able to do it just right. I mean, Eugene seems like a guy that's probably had to get himself out of a couple bullying situations before. Yeah. It seems like this is oh, a tactic. Yeah. It's not unfamiliar to him. That's right. He's got that pretty mullet. You can't go to prison. It's pretty. <laughs> 
So, I mean, a lot happened in this episode. It was, uh, you know, definitely a lot of intrigue as far as the saviors are concerned. Was there a lot, a lot of, that happened? Lot of, a lot of politics, you know, a lot, a lot of uh, backstabbing and, and, hey, and double-crossing and, uh, you know. My, my, my favorite character got killed, dude, other than Carolyn Morgan. So, yeah, some did happen. So. Are you going to pour a little out for him now, Jim? What are you going to do? He gonna... made a great walker, though. When they Wait. oh that that reveal was great. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a little GTA Five tonight in his honor. Oh wait, 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 <laughs> Trevor. Yeah. Wait, hold on, Jim. And Jim, is there something in the letter about it? Okay. Jim, don't feel bad that one of your favorite characters is gonna die. You knew that Negan would have to get justice. Yeah, I knew it, but so just hold on. Start started to see him go. He still lives on though on that gate. Yeah. So um. <laughs> Um, to back up a second, yes. <laughs> um, I want I wanted to get into to just one thing. I don't want this to hold up the podcast or anything. I just want to mention that I. So you you guys mentioned I was off last week, and we didn't even have a red machete for me to to enter into the the archives here. <laughs> I I tried to he, to do it, but I couldn't live up to your greatness, sir. Shoved I mean, it very I, well. Shoved it very well, holding the reins, though. Did, Seriously, did. yeah, I, he did. Yeah, I, li- I listened, and I you know I I try not to shake my head too much, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, hey, that was we, right off the cuff. He didn't prepare me that I had to do that. He just said, "Boom, you're doing this." You're, you're like, on. Oh, in, in that matter, I mean, it's certainly worth it's certainly worthwhile to listen. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> I was gone last week because um, certain tragedy struck. My um, my mother passed away. Um, uh, it was not expected. It was quite a shock, um, and I'm still dealing with it at this time. But I do want to, you know, keep going with the podcast. Everything because it's certainly a way to keep me productive and keep having a good time in the midst of just horrible things that are happening. Um, so I, I want to wanted to have a you know still wants to still have fun and everything. I just want to kind of give you guys a heads up of where my state of mind is at in all of this. I don't and I don't. I mean, I, I know the Facebook group. They certainly love all of us, especially Jim. I don't need us to flood the boards with condolence messages or whatnot. I, I appreciate just the thought. Right there. That's 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 all it. I, oh you know, yeah. You know, so it's it uh no it's it's <laughs> it's it's not an easy thing to to deal with. But that's that's what's just happening right now. And anyone that listens to Out Now, Baron and Abe, they know my mother has been a presence on the show quite a bit. It was it's been a lot of fun yes. to include her in various uh, discussions of different movies, specifically horror movies, because she was a big horror movie fan. Um, but yeah, so that's so that's uh. That's where things are right now. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome back, buddy. And, uh, you know, obviously it's a tragedy speaking for everyone on the show and, you know, speaking for all the listeners. They've already, a lot of them have already sent them condolences through Facebook and messages. I've seen that. So, you know, yeah. we, we all feel for you, buddy. And, uh, you know, but yeah. uh, seriously, these, it's a major tragedy. But uh, you're welcome back to the shenanigans that we're going to have tonight and any night, of course. And uh, hopefully that will, will, will relieve some of that stress for just a few minutes anyway, because that, that's what it's all about, right? I have fun. I, so, I, uh, I, am, I am welcome to shenanigans, that's sure. That's- Excellent. So we got that. If anything else. <laughs> hey, hey, Farva, what's that restaurant with all the goofy on the walls that you like? Oh, you mean shenanigans? Oh, <laughs> oh boy, shenanigans. <laughs> Let, that's, 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 that's what movie is that from? Out. What is it from? Yes, four twenty. <laughs> super, yep, super, super, super weeks, two. Couple weeks away. Shenanigans. That's pretty funny. All right, so uh, yeah, kind of a lot of intrigue, a lot of stuff happened in this episode. Uh, you know, I, I I was expecting a little bit more, to be honest with you, but I mean, I I think generally it was pretty good. I think we we pretty much played out the savior intrigue, you know, backstory. What do you guys think? I mean, the politics. I, of- 
of the Saviors. I think other uh, other than some pacing issues as to why this needed to be a longer episode, other than that, I thought it was pretty good. I thought there was some good moments, some stuff that we've been kind of building towards this season, and uh, I feel like they're in a good place for what's going to happen next week. I uh, largely agree. I um, I think it's a for what it needs to do to set up the finale and um, give us perspective. Um, I think it handles things well. I liked. I wasn't on last week, obviously, but I liked last week's episode as far as the kind of the Negan stuff and the the Rick double cross was concerned. I thought yes. that was effective. But what I like about this episode is that it. It puts up, it. It really makes a point about how important the saviors have been in this season. I can't say it's been effective in telling a savior story or dra- and dragging out this all-out war plot, but it it does highlight the fact that we have spent a good portion of the season focused on Simon and focused on Dwight and focused on Negan and focused on you know all these these people that make up an entirely different community. I wish there was a much better balance that could have given us some information we could have used earlier to probably be more in support of certain decisions that were made, but also just give us a better mirror reflection of this group versus Rick and the gang. But as it stands, if you got to kind of set up some pieces to lead us into one final episode where presumably this war will come to some kind of end, this is a good way to do it. I'm glad we're starting to see, finally see some things pay off that we've been building toward for a long time. Yes. Like the storyline with Dwight, the storyline with Simon, you know, the letters from Carl, those kind of things that we've been we've been waiting and waiting to for just, you know to get the payoff from them. We're finally starting to see some of that, so I'm I'm really pleased about that. Yeah, no, I, I guess uh, the Simon thing. I mean, he really didn't go too rogue until recently, though, right? I mean, he was really a good lieutenant. Pretty much up until about a few episodes ago, wouldn't you say? I mean, well, well it sounds well, like he started uh-huh. off a little rogue with the seaside. Which, by the yeah, way, yeah. Side, yeah, I, yeah. I have, I, I, I didn't realize this was some big reveal because I've been thinking all along he was the one that did the seaside thing in Negan's name. It, it makes I, the most sense in hindsight for me, for sure. I didn't really piece it together mainly just because I don't care enough. <laughs> well, it's, it's not that I pieced it together. I could have sworn that that was something that was said a while back, but no. maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, it's I just kind of thought the same. Thing. Well, it was pieced together because I think Negan said before I got here, you guys were all you guys were maniacs. You were in chaos, you know. And I think, but we all assumed that Negan was responsible for killing or punishing the the out the, the um the Oceansiders men. And I guess now we found out that he wasn't. So again, Negan's excused again, right? He didn't slaughter uh, the, the the junkyard people. He didn't slaughter the ocean siders. So far, all all he's killed is a couple of his own guys and and Abraham and and and, and Glenn, right? I mean, that's pretty much it. It's yeah, it's the, but you can't go. I mean, and he still don't, don't forget about the doctors who in the furnace. Yeah, yeah, I said his own yeah. people. He goes after his own and, people and, and, right. and raping all those women. I mean, well, uh-huh. I yeah, I, I I'm can't. still having issues with this like whole redemption thing they're trying to put Negan on. That's I what I'm trying to say, yeah. right? That's exactly yeah. what I'm I understand saying. that. Yeah. I understand they want to keep Jeffrey Dean Morgan on the show. He's a powerful actor, and and you know it, it really uh, ups ups the ante as far as the, you know, the acting chops on the show and all in in total, but. I'm still not on board with this whole redemption thing. It's almost like that. Yeah. I know we keep going back to that two episode like mini arc where they tried to do the same thing with the governor, right? The bearded right? Uh, governor, and right? The bearded say- governor uh, <laughs> uh, thing, but I just I'm just not buying it. I'll say this is much this is much better than the governor thing for me. I will say that yeah. I wouldn't say it's perfect by it's any means, better. but it's 
it's yeah, better it mainly better, because there's yeah. no goofy beards attached to anybody so that's, <laughs> that's, that's true, true. <laughs> except except rick you know and the yeah. thing is too is and i'm not excusing negan in any way for his crimes or what he's done and nor do i believe in a full redemption arc with him but the thing is is in this world in the walking dead world everybody has crossed the line everybody not to the degree he has but everybody has done some pretty sick shit to survive and i think that based on just some things from the comics i think a redemption arc is possible but i don't think that they have set it up in a proper way to make it believable so that's why uh, that's why I have a problem with them doing this redemption arc thing if that's what they're doing is because I don't feel like, they set it up correctly. I'm curious well, if it, I'm curious if it's been a plan all along which is which is doubtful and or, or more of a so. yeah because because Stephen Ogg was such a people something people seem to clearly respond to so right. what you know you're both upping his presence but also you have to do something with it beyond just give you more Simon. And so this seems to be like a convenient way for them to both harness the power of Jeffrey Dean Morgan for more than just evil nemesis to Rick currently, as well as supply or, you know, something for, you know, something for that savior arc to ideally, not that it's worked, but ideally make this kind of story come around in a circle where Negan is more complicated and less of the ultimate evildoer and more of the, like some kind of anti-hero, which I'm not accepting necessarily, but that seems like what they have in mind. I mean, I feel like we've gotten more of a character out of him over these last couple of episodes than we have the last couple of seasons. Oh, that's true. He's got it nailed in right now. Daryl, what were you going to say? I I don't know, Chubb. You want to go over me one more time so I can't talk? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) That's kind of his thing. Yep. Um, so means, what I was saying was, I'm going to <laughs> right in the meatballs. Right in the meatballs, I swear. Uh, but it makes <laughs> it feel like he's doing the why did you, you made me have to hurt you like a like that? Like it's not my fault. You made me do it, and that's not really a redemption arc when you when you keep saying they they made True. me do these terrible things to people. No, it's it's like poorly that. it's poorly handled. I, I agree with this. I don't think there's a lot of forced work to make sure people understand Negan and can get on and his side can. to a degree. But you can't, yeah, because of what we've seen already and how he still is acting. And even by the end of this episode, I mean, it's not like it's not like he says like, "Oh man, I really hope Negan doesn't get killed next week" or something like that. It's like, well, he's still an asshole. <laughs> like, he's still... and he was going to kill Carl. I mean, it, we got yeah not that one yeah scene. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't get that one scene where he hesitated to hurt Carl. Right. And couldn't do it. Like if we had one scene of him get ready to hit him with the bat and was like I just you know and he just couldn't do it and walked away, then I could feel that connection to exactly, Carl. But exactly. It, but right. it almost feels like I missed him. episodes where he's like when they mention Carl, he like pauses and stuff. Like I don't I don't get I don't feel that connection with that he had with that boy. Because he yeah, he was gonna kill that kid if they well, didn't stop him. There was a connection, but then he was going to kill him. If they just would have taken that out, that would have, like you said, smooth. Yeah. That, that would have made this a lot more, more make, I guess, uh, uh, more continuity there. It'll make it make more sense at the very least. It just he was going to kill him until, until the tiger yeah. came. I mean, that was that was it. Yeah. It was right there. That was, and I mean, that's, it was, matter of fact. 
that speaks entirely to the the inconsistency of Negan and the Saviors, which is what's mm-hmm. been my main issue with this whole thing for the past couple seasons. Where it's just now, in the what's presumably the you know the final episodes of the Saviors, they seem to be making sense. <laughs> um, where before they be, they went from like just red shirts that Rick could shoot up all the time to <laughs> the most the, the smartest whistling bunch in the world that can get be, be every, masterminds every, yeah be everywhere and nowhere at the same time to being a bunch of yokels to being like these this cults that they only respond to one person to being this cult that could easily work without one person like it's just it's all over the place yeah, so that's it's a good point so it's like okay now and you know we have negan who's like He's forced upon us these like, well, I had a wife and her name was Lucille and I need you need to relate to me on that. And Carl apparently means everything to me because I thought he was had balls for trying to kill me that one time, even though then I tried to kill him. Now I feel really bad. <laughs> it's just it's so all over the place. Yeah. I mean, just trying to retrace the steps is like mind boggling to me that we can still accept this as like, you know, a, a good enough show because it's like you can't even like tell a straight story. Yeah, I'm, well, still stuck, I'm still stuck on your phrase earlier, harnessing the power of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That sounds like <laughs> something that would be like a laundry, laundry detergent or something. It's <laughs> true. Great. It's true. Hey, a, lot of, a lot of back writing. Uh, I wonder if... Um, Give me wonder... more John Winchester. Tell you, <laughs> that character. I wonder if Stephen Ogg actually earned this episode, though. Like, I wonder if they didn't have uh, his death in mind earlier on to be so glorious or to be so like significant like did i mean i i think i don't know it seems like he actually earned this episode like he he's acting in the way he portrayed himself kind of got him this ending he could have just been killed in a random battle with the with the rick's group right you could just see him taking a bullet in the eye okay there goes Mm -hmm. simon but they gave him this kind of not heroic but well in his case i guess heroic ending the way i mean it's I think I mean it works as far as everything we know about him makes sense that we've gotten to this point. At the same right. time, I think our issue, our issue as you know, at least the five of us is like we've seen the strings of this all from the start. We never there was never right. any tension about Negan being gone and Simon ruling the the saviors and launching some kind of elaborate scheme that would have him be the you know the the, the king of the hill at the end of the day. It's like no, from the start we're like. Well, that's going to go poorly. <laughs> like that's it's, right. it's nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I have a question, a roundtable question, starting with you, Aaron. Is so considering what we've gotten over the last two seasons of of Negan and the Saviors, what would be a satisfying end to this arc for you to be to satisfy you with the TV show, considering the missteps that have been taken? Um. I guess I don't want to go too far into my <laughs> ultimate, just because I don't want to spoil the, how the comics play out. Say that uh, next week, maybe. I mean, we'll see what happens, right? No, I, mean, but I, mean, I mean, what I what I what I'd wish for would be to go back in time and for the show to make a better, do a better job of making Rick the kind of right. most darkest version of himself earlier and have us really see how he's become what he thinks of Negan while Negan becomes a better example of what we should ideally see in Rick and really, really explore that duality. And then you get to this point where they could reach some kind of terms because of them recognizing how each they've become each other. Like that'd be the, that'd be the best way for me to see it happen. And it could. I mean, we've seen those those kind of flashbacks or flash forwards or whatever you want to call them. Those hazy shots of you know Carl's envisioned future, and it's very possible that, that that's how they could write it. Angela Kang is taking over. It could be a little bit more cerebral, a little bit more um, nuanced, if you will. Uh, you know down next season. We don't know how it's going to play out. We don't know if Negan's even going to survive this season, although chances are he probably will, right? I mean, that's... He already signed on for season nine, right? So that's pretty much... 
pretty much if they, if they move to, I mean, if it, if it appears to be that they're moving towards a more solidified society, I mean, they will have to do more of the, you know, cerebral stuff yeah. before the next, before the next uh, conflict comes. I mean, all, I, I would think all the conflict would have to be in-house uh, dealing with trying to govern this world, you know, trying to govern these communities uh, and keep them together, I would guess. And hopefully a little bit more interesting than like Spencer for hire stealing a can of beans and a, and a bottle of whiskey, right? Like that yeah, was, that's going to that be was hard. The, that, that's going to be hard. <laughs> that was how deep we got in Alexandria. We need a little bit, a little bit yeah. more deeper issues to see what happens with civilization building as it comes up, right? So, like, how do you how do you level out the how do you have an even amount of of situations where you're dealing with the government, you know, them building like a straight up government, and then you know zombies and i mean walkers and you know and and whatever other threats to the community can happen do they get to vote do Do the walkers get to vote in the in the new elections or no i I don't i don't i think there's a wall that's built around it all right let's let's jump into it so this episode was directed by michael slovis written by david leslie johnson and Corey reed uh again the synopsis courtesy of comicbook.com uh and brandon davis let's see how how we get on this week uh the episode begins with rick reading the note that carl left for him and again he's on the kind of the upper porch of that of that, build, that building on the hilltop and uh, we hear carl's voiceover which i thought was actually a nice touch um i didn't expect that to be honest with you but i'm kind of glad they did it and he goes on uh remember i'll read a few excerpts it says i remember my eighth birthday at kcc and a giant cake uh aunt evie showing up on leave uh i remember mom i remember codger he kind of you know remembering some memories when he was a kid uh the summer barbecues the kiddie pool etc he goes like you told me about the walks we'd take when i was three you holding yeah. my hand you know all this stuff going to the ross's farm team dog um, was driving yeah, <laughs> yeah. remember when you drove them that's right yeah yeah because I see the sun, the corn, the cow. He's He's getting very, you know, emotional about his memories. Uh, holding your hand, I felt very happy, happy and special. I felt safe. It almost um, thought he was going to sing, right? He's going to start singing. He's going to break into song, right? oh, like a, a musical, right? Song. It would just start going, yeah. going to musical. They'll play. They'll play his band again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he goes. Hold I thought. My hand, Dad. Hold my hand. <laughs> he goes. I thought growing up was about getting a job and maybe a family, being an adult. Um, but growing up is actually making yourself and the people you love safe. This happened before. He says, yeah, you were shot th- th- before things went bad. Um, and he goes on and on and on. He goes, I wanted to kill Negan. I wish I did. Maybe it would have been done. I don't think it's done now. You went out there again. I don't think they surrendered. Um, he goes, I think they will surrender. There are workers in there, Dad. They're just regular people. So again, he's appealing to Rick's mercy, if you will, to not just storm the castle and you know, slaughter all the saviors because there's a lot of innocents in there. We've talked about that before at length, the, the worker bees over there. Um, old um, people, yeah. I, I just want to say, I hated these bookends involving Carl to this episode. I did not care <laughs> for them. There's stuff that I could have figured out on my own and everything involving Carl's story to Rick is just like, well, these just seem like discarded ideas that you could have used to make Carl a stronger character that you're now just listing off after the fact that he's dead. I just... Yeah, I, 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 I just it felt... looked like a Bible. It was a TV Bible. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, like I said a few episodes ago, it's it's the, the letters from the Apostle Carl. And yeah. um, 
I really expected there to be some big revel. I don't know why I expected this, but I expected like in Negan's letter there to be some something that was just going to click in Negan's I, brain. I wish you were my daddy. But it ended up being just a whole lot of nothing. So, so I, I agree with Aaron on that. I mean, I did enjoy, you know, hearing Carl's voice do the readover of right. the one and everything, but really it just didn't add. I was expecting a lot more out of these letters and it was, it was some good down. acting. If they could have, if they only could have wrote him some stuff like this, as he was growing he was up. Alive. Yeah. He was alive. I mean, because I was like, I don't know who this kid is, but this was Dr. Carl that was running around. Yeah, no, that's that's why. Like, I'm not going to be it's, suckered you know, into like buying some new version of Carl just because you <laughs> managed to write a good letter. Like, that's not like, that doesn't make me forget the Carl that I knew. The Carl I knew I was, was not this I was, person. I was like, when, when did Carl become Gandhi? You know, I, right. I, mm, right. you know, you must find a peaceful way to solve your. I'm like, what? That's not yeah. the character. No, and you know, to make a kid appear to be more thoughtful and interesting, the easiest thing to do that with TV and movies is to make the kid an inspiring writer. Because right. when they're an inspiring, when they, when they, when like Jughead on Riverdale. Yeah, because they they're super, you know, in in intuitive of people and then all you know they can figure out all these things and they know how to emote all these emotions and stuff and they have the excuses that you know they're a future writer so they could feel these things but he was never given any of these character traits so it's like you know it's just a cute thing all i thought about when he wrote it when he was say doing a letter was how we're going to make fun of it when we do the show. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. It's actually kind of funny. I like I enjoyed it though. It was pretty cool. But I'm not thinking this. I'm thinking in the back of my head. Yeah, we're going to be talking about this in a few uh, minutes. Like, exactly. you know. So he ends up saying, uh, "So if, if they won't end it, you have to." Again, talking to Rick, he goes, "You have to give them a way out. You have to find peace with Negan. Find a way forward somehow. We don't have to forget what happened, but you have to make it so that it won't happen again." Um, so again, just again that 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 peace. Uh, offering he he wants he wants everyone just to hold hands. There has to be a morning after. Well, that's yeah, that's that was said too. So make that come back, Dad. He goes, uh, I love you, Carl, and that's how the letter ends, and that's pretty much it. So, um, and I guess Rick definitely took the time to absorb it. I mean, you saw him; he had like zero lines this episode. You just see him kind of reading the letter and uh-huh. making making faces and crying a little bit, you know. And but he definitely understood it. I want him to say Negan dies anyway. Yeah, I'm sorry, son. He's got to die. He's got to go. <laughs> I love you, but he's got to die. Oh, the uh, the deep maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but he's got to die. <laughs> the other the other deep implication I got from this is like, all right, so does this mean like we get this stupid letter that's going to like take away everything that I liked about Rick last week, where he just takes another step towards well, being the darkest Rick possible? That's like, what I'm worried about because I was so happy he went back to that, and now it's like, okay, now he's neutered again. Now he's mm-hmm. he's not not going to kill anybody, uh, Rick. Right? He's going to be like more yeah. pacifist, Rick. Like he was, you know, what was it? Back at the uh, when he was at the prison, right? I, I, I'm yeah. not in charge anymore. I'm not in charge. It seems yeah, like he ar- like he already like took an immediate back turn the second after Rick and Morgan had their had their fun against the same totally. when he when he started having his talk to Morgan. It's like, okay, now right. that I'm done being a super asshole. Let me tell you, Morgan, you're worrying me over here, man. <laughs> like, it's like, all right, where's <laughs> this dark Rick would be like, you know what, Morgan, you kill people pretty good. Keep on it. You'll work it out. Like, <laughs> 
So after the credits at the sanctuary, uh, Gregory apologizes to Simon for his intel being different. Uh, Simon is not happy with him. Juice and momentum can change the game. I guess they're in like some kind of closet, it looks like, right? And I, he's getting interrogated. I guess he made his way back to the uh, Saviors, it seems like, after he ran out of the, um, uh, the, the, the the jail that was established for him in the kingdom. He keeps running back forwards, back to the Saviors. Uh, Gregory says uh, they had it, they did it. Margaret and the hilltop had the hilltop by the nuts. And Simon tells him, I'm Negan. And not in the collective, we're all Negan way. And, he, and, and Gregory goes, you're the man now? And Simon goes, I am. <laughs> and they have a drink to Simon's promotion. Is Gregory this Gre Is this when Gregory yeah. says he has the juice? Has the juice. He has the juice. Oh, my God. He did, no, he, he, didn't, he didn't have the juice at that point. He was, yeah, he was explaining, explaining he had the bad, he had bad intel, out-of-date intel, and he didn't have yeah. the juice, but he, he's going to need the juice. Then, Yeah, there's a lot of juice talk in this, this conversation. And it comes with Simon's had enough of this guy. He says, I wasn't going to send you away, but I was going was to kill you. Because I, I think, you know, Gregory assumes he's just going to be banished again. But uh, Simon has other plans for Gregory. And then somehow coffee came up in the conversation. And he goes, can you make coffee? And he goes, I make the best coffee, Gregory said. Like, where is this? <laughs> I don't know where this conversation even came from. I was trying from. to figure that turned out. Like, was it he wanted to completely humiliate him? Is that what it was? He went from... You're an annoyance that I'll just kill to to a slave that makes coffee. Want, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's what they were trying to do. I well, really they just didn't want Gregory to die right away. Well, that's I'm confused with Gregory this episode because well, you have that whatever, and he, he's very much his character there. But you know, at the point, I'll wait till we get to the point in the show. But there was just something that happened with Gregory this episode that I was like, why? But. I'll bring it up when we get to there. Okay. I will say that I was completely on board with everything Gregory does, because I generally am, because I think he's Xander Burke is doing such an amazing job with him. But I will miss these conversations between him and Stephen Ogg. Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> they were gems, they, yes. <laughs> they work together, um, and I think he works separately, but still. it's uh, I, I did Given that I really didn't like the first scene, I did like this scene quite a bit. It just was odd, but I, I did like it too. It just was a little strange. I like it, but, but I, yeah. I get the feeling they don't want to... And I understand why he's a good actor and this character is is meaty, but I, that they don't want to get rid of him, so they have to find ways to to keep him from being killed because he could easily be killed in this world. So, oh yeah, well, he's definitely it's... disposable. Well, so, they also but... they know him. They 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 know him to be him, which is why he's still useful. Like he's yeah. not a, he's not a he's not a wild card. He's certainly no. slimy. It'll do whatever he needs to do to survive. But you can use that. You can't use a guy that's betraying you and and just straight up. You can't use like Negan can't use Simon by the end of this episode. If he's a guy well, that's okay. gonna be that, yeah. Well, now that we've kind of talked about it a little bit, that that's my whole point. So when when Simon is revealed and Negan comes out from behind the dumpster he was hiding behind, um, and they shoot everybody that was conspiring with Simon right there in front of him, how is it that Gregory got spared? He was there conspiring too. Was he out there? Was he outside? Yeah, he was yeah, standing yeah, right he there. Out. He was in the circle of the people that got shot. That's well, why I, mean, I didn't even catch that. I didn't even he's catch not. That. He's not one of the savior lieutenants for one. Thing. Right, that's true. And, and, he's, and he wasn't involved in that whole insurrection. Like he only got there after the fact, after this whole thing happened. Yeah, but I'm just saying is if Negan was going to take out everybody that was in that little cons conspiracy circle there, mm. 
why did he spare him? That, I thought Gregory was, was, was in the next bet. scene. He was inside where, yeah. where the fight happened. I don't think he was outside in that conspiracy. Yeah, I didn't see him outside. There. Yeah, I didn't I'll see him to, out there. I'll have to go back but, and rewatch. Me too. I, I, I swear I, he was standing right there. The only yeah. one that didn't get shot, honestly, was, was Dwight, from what I could tell. Yeah, uh, that's what it's like. Yeah. Right, so, I mean, I don't know. But well, and, and Simon, way, I, and Simon, right. I mean, Simon was kept alive. Either way, he's a pet, though. I mean, he's not... In charge of anything. Yeah, he's, and he's uh, still to Negan. He's still the leader of Hilltop. He doesn't know Maggie. Like he's he's no he's he knows Gregory's a guy he can he can use as the worm to control it and Hilltop and yeah, I guess it just it just seemed odd to me that after what I mean Gregory definitely stepped over the line of you know I'm backing Simon. I don't think. Well, I think he we should get to. We should get to this. Like, we should get to this. Later. Yeah, we'll get to I think, it. I, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about, but there's, there's an easy answer for that. But let's we'll get to it in a few minutes. So back at Oceanside, the women come across a walker. They're surprised to see Aaron pop out of the woods and put it down. He's weak and collapses. They leave him there, unwilling to help. And again, so this is, again, yeah, go ahead. Did anyone think Aaron like purposely set up that walker to pee out there just so we can come and attack it? Yeah. No. Uh, no. I don't know. I, I just thought I this whole it. sequence was pointless. But so I didn't he's been care about any of it. He's been living in the woods outside Oceanside. Just no food. No, no food. Water. He looks skinny too. It's like we, I give him credit as an actor. Uh, it looks like he's really like slimmed down. He probably, you know, it's like all right, we're going to be living in the woods for a few days. But it's like, yeah, no water, no food. Just killing walkers until what? They decide to talk to him. Is that yeah. his? Yeah. Is that his? Fair. Okay. All right. I, that's that's what we're led to believe. I mean. But I mean, yeah. the thing about it, Oceanside's been screwed over three times by Rick and his folks now. You know, yeah. I mean, why would they? Why would they give him any comfort or aid? You know, I mean, it makes perfect sense that they wouldn't. The part they don't understand is why Aaron is still there. Is, yeah. Does he really feel I, like he's going to convince them? Or I mean, I don't well, know. yeah, it's yeah. it's stupid. It's a stupid thing, but it, it and it's the kind of thing I can see right through. Much like this, the whole Simon uprising, where it's like. This is just an excuse to have the Oceansiders arrive, like in the nick of time next week uh, at some pivotal moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he'll right. convince that's them. The, that's right. the only reason this whole subplot exists, just to be like, "Oh, looks like Rick's gonna lose." Oh, wait, the Oceansiders came in, <laughs> saved them all. Like, um, they're one giant wow. tiger. That's what they are. They're one giant. They're tiger. one giant CG one tiger. Time. Yeah. Carl had one more letter. They, yeah, they read exactly. it. Yeah. And now they're coming. They're gonna save. Yeah, the, the letter was for Natanya, but she can't read it. She's gone. Oh, that's right. At Eugene's Bullet Shop, he eats sardines, mac and cheese, which I thought that was oh, amazing. God. Look, I mean, he he was shoveling spoonfuls, man. He was he was digging it. And I love how he decreed too. He went to a whole story about how he came up with this recipe, and he decreed this will be the only meal served until we finish our task. Like so, there's no variety for any of the workers. All they have to eat is macaroni and cheese and sardines for the next three days or whatever. I, I, I hate him more and more. <laughs> I'm surprised his own people have risen up to kill him. Right, you know, and they did go into some little. All right, so some of the uh, sickness with Gabriel here. They did put a little bit more spin on it, where saying that he got not a blood infection, but some other kind of infection because of the guts he put on him, and yet he's still contagious. So he he forced Gabriel to wear a mask while he was working on the line. So or, I mean, or I wish he I wish he looked at the camera and winked at us. Yeah, this, this is for you guys. Wink, here you go. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. It, it didn't get in your blood. It just got in your system somehow, but it wasn't fatal. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I made it clear. I've had no issue with this, <laughs> so it's, I don't. It's like fine. Yeah, they're they're talking it out. Great, great for them. <laughs> Why he has to work is beyond. Yeah. yeah, they just harpered on it. Like, it, it just, I don't think they felt confident that they explained it. 
Right, so they had to put a couple more lines in there, right? They had to put a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I guess it's appreciated a little bit after the fact, but I mean, anyway, no, he says, I, I got it, I got it, I got it, finally, yeah, because he even said, he even, uh, Eugene said botched gut, gut job or something, he even made that kind of quick line, like, that's what got him sick, so now we know exactly what it was, but whatever, anyway, I don't want to help you, I do fear death, Gabriel said, maybe all of this is his way, capital H, his way of showing me that I haven't changed, the way of showing me that I'm the same person uh, that locked my parishioners out so long ago. Yeah, that's interesting for Gabe to go back to that. He doesn't talk about that too much. And uh, I know, and I hated seeing him go to. I hated seeing him being put back in that in that position again. Well, he's not. He's not acting cowardly just yet. It's more of he's in consideration mode for his where he stands. And I, I think it's no. a nice for me. I thought it was a nice follow up to the episode featuring him and and um, the doctor before, just because it right. I, I liked what they were trying to do with that kind of play of his faith. And here it's still, it, it's still, it still showed like, even though it's heavily, it's just all him saying these words out loud. So it's not all that creative as far as how they hand, they delivered it. I, I like that. It's still a kind of, if I'm going to get something as an update on Gabriel, I like that here, this is where he is right now. As far as he doesn't want to die. He's very much questioning his faith, but he's not entirely back to like, Hey, I'm going to lock people out of things and just shut myself off. He's just, I don't know what to do. I find that's more interesting to me than, you know, straight up coward that's awkwardly acting around people. It's just like, okay, he's he's in a crossroads, which is yeah. Like, yeah, yeah okay. He's just he's just, he's just no, vocalizing them. He's like, you know, he's he's verbalizing them. I should say, which, you know, well, it know, made me feel all the time. yeah, for a character that I didn't care about before, you know, before he went to the change. I mean, this is a character I wanted to be dead, yeah, because of what he did. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I cared. To be mad because I, it, I, I was mad to, for him to be put in that position, especially by that freaking dude, um, what you call it, uh, Eugene. Like yeah, that bothered it bothered me, and I, I think because the scene worked is why it bothered me. Yeah, there I hated you go. To see that I hated <laughs> to see him being put in that position, and Eugene kind of preyed on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like he became the but like this is the most. But this is Eugene's way of bullying. This is as close as he can get to it, and it it, it did bother me. It bothered it. Yes, I, I on like an emotional level in reacting yeah. to the episode and not yeah. to how the episode did it. Yes, I completely agree. And I it also makes me it makes me think about how I how effective Eugene has been as a character this season. Yep. Where compared to the past, where it's like okay, that's a fun quirky character and he says weird things and whatever. This is a time where it's actually exploring who this guy is. And I've I've been fascinated by his kind of turn to the dark side since it's happened because I just I don't quite know where he would go, and now it's 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 pushing more than ever that like he is devoted to this Negan cause like just because it's yeah. going to keep him alive now like I'm not it doesn't seem like he's just biding his time until he can get back to Rick anymore it just seems like he's doing what he's Gre- he's Gregory essentially he's a smarter Gregory like that's that's what yeah. it seems like. So I, I, mentioned, I failed to mention uh, Gabriel actually sabotaged one of the bullets, or maybe perhaps more than one, and he oh, didn't right. make it properly. And then Eugene spotted that and suspended him from the line at, at this point. He says, "You know, you're done." And Gabriel admitted, "Yeah, I was just trying to screw these bullets up. I don't want anyone else to die." And you know, mm-hmm. and that was it. And so Eugene, which says, you're comes done. back at the end of the episode, I think. Yeah. So outside, Eugene is escorted by some saviors because uh, he, he needs to test some of the n- new bullets that they're making. So they kind of send a couple saviors out with him outside about to fire a few rounds. And suddenly, an arrow comes by and takes out one of the saviors. Daryl and Rosita like swoop in. Yeah, they just kill everybody inside except for Eugene. They take him off as a hostage and rush off. 
This is a great start to the worst subplot of the episode. Absolutely. (laughs) The Marx Brothers could have done a better job of kidnapping Eugene. I mean, it's a pretty bold plan, though. I mean, obviously, it didn't get executed that well, but I mean, it's 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 nice to think, yeah, the most efficient fighter in the team, Daryl. Yeah, I'm not surprised that he's able to successfully kidnap Eugene. How he successfully loses Eugene in a matter of 15 minutes. That's that's a problem. Because he, he has legendary <laughs> tracking skills, and he let us down yeah. this episode. That's all I'm going to say. You're right. That that didn't work. No way. No way. So at the sanctuary, Negan surprises Dwight uh, with his presence. Uh, Dwight's out there smoking a cigarette, and Negan's just going, whew, does a little whistle. Dwight tries to explain uh, that Simon, you know, had thought he was dead. Negan wasn't happy that no one showed up when, you know, Rick attacked him in the basement. He wants to make sure that Dwight knows who he is. Dwight says he was loyal to Simon, the number two. That's what he thought Negan would want him to do anyway. Negan asks him to put the cigarette out. He does, and then he he notes that he wants Dwight to remember this little talk. So again, we still don't know who Negan picked up in the car, although obviously we kind of guessed it right last week. Yeah, at least I, I, did. I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so Negan already knows that Dwight is a traitor. He knows that Simon is basically a traitor, and this is him laying the groundwork to. I guess resolve all that, but he's he's playing it very, very cool with Dwight right here. And if you and Dwight's face was really when he saw Negan was like oh man like he was like he saw a ghost literally. I mean it was not uh-huh. a good scene, time for him. Later at the conference room, Negan sits with Simon and the other lieutenants. He apologizes for wrongly assuming Negan was dead. That's Simon that is. He admits he lacked discipline, and he went for the extermination option at Hilltop. And he goes I'll own it. I, I went nuts. I did it. Uh, I'll ask that you just give me a pass on this one. I'll make it up to you. I promise that. And Negan, you know, he's very again playing it very cool. He's not going over the top. He's just holding his baseball bat and kind of walking around the table and being very, you know. I, I thought he was done. done at the, I thought Simon was finished at this point. I don't know about you I guys. Did but too. I did too. I, uh, I, I would have done. preferred it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The death match. Yeah. Yes. So Negan recalls when he, he took this place, he goes, when you helped me take this place, wasn't sure if I wanted to keep you on board. He goes, before me, before there was a system in place, what you did killing all those men, those boys in that settlement so long ago. So a lot of people would think that that's some psychotic crap. Like that is the work of demented, uh, something goddamn ghoul. That's what he said. Negan wanted to keep his eye on Simon. He said, so everything worked out until this point. But then he says, listen, Get to your knees. I need you. On, he said, "I need you on your knees." And he thought, he, is he, "You're going to make a move." Negan asks him as he's standing right behind him with Lucille. And Simon's like, "Nope, there's no move to make." And Negan says, "No, there isn't. All is forgiven. Get your ass up. We're good." And again, this is I thought Simon was done at this point. And you know, it's another thing that makes me go, "There's, I, I can't see you redeeming uh, Negan." When he did that to to that place to that settlement and you let it go like, now he you, said you, men and boys it's not just men yes. it's children it's That's boys I mean. like, right yeah he, he did that he killed he killed uh men and he killed children that's basically what he's saying he I, killed children i i think the the per, i mean i <laughs> to, to back up one step is that i something i'm disappointed about with negan is that he has lucy and we really haven't seen him use Lucille all that much, which just boggles my mind. Well, hold on, you know uh, why though? You know why, right? Because Douglas Gimple said that we was uh, season seven opener was too graphic, and we don't want to go down that road again. It was too appalling for our fans. They've deliberately not done any Lucille deaths since real since That's Abraham, true. and because they said it so many times. Oh, we 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 were concerned with the level of gore. 
We were concerned with the level. You know, they said it multiple times. So right. I think they've deliberately not the done The reason that, that was okay. horrific was because we spent 90 minutes on something that should have been <laughs> and done at 15. That was the horrific. No, it was just, it was just a shitty episode. That was my issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can, I, my sensitive eyes can handle seeing some of these things. It's just more of the, the way they approached it that just didn't work. Regardless, what I think why he doesn't kill Simon here is because he still needs to, you know, handle the rest of the people that support Simon. I mean, that's that's why he has to hold back. No, I know, I know why for now, but I mean, what bothered me is that prior to this, like prior to all of this, you, this guy did horrific things, and if you're supposed to be the dude that doesn't want to do these type of things only when necessary, you could have put a stop to this in the first place. Like, once yeah. you got you got control of the of the community, you get rid of it, and that and that speaks to the inconsistency of the character and the saviors. Because yeah. like, okay, so why is yeah. it? so so Ocean's this thing happened in Oceanside, and Simon was responsible for killing all the men. Okay, so does that mean why are they so why are they separate from Negan still? Why aren't they still have to offer up tributes anymore or whatnot? Like, how does mm-hmm. this how does how does this work exactly? How is this one different from the others that still have to offer things to Negan? So the solution there is like, okay, maybe Negan just never found out about this group. Okay, clearly that's not the case because he just told him that he didn't find out about this group. Right. It's just there's so many loopholes and like when, what in the logic and involving all of this. It just on top it, of yeah, on top of if you could if there is something in Negan that connects with maybe he lost a son or something, right? And he cares about kids, uh, yeah, and that's why he loved you know like he supposedly cared about Carl. Mm-hmm. That's bogus too because he killed. Children, you killed male children. <laughs> yeah, and you let it go. You like you didn't. You didn't. Well, again, care he's enough. saying, but he's saying this is before he took over, though. So I guess that's the that's the excuse for Negan, right? Yeah, but once you we- get in, Negan, yeah. do, Negan gets to do whatever. He makes people get on their knees and pray to him, basically, right? Yeah, I mean, he's true. a real I, punch in the dick. As I can't see <laughs> him having an issue of just saying of taking this dude out and anybody questioning it. And that right there at the table, right, just to right. smash his brains out right there, yeah. And and that oceanside thing, just to get back to that for a second, is like Negan generally takes all the guns of everybody. Like they all still had their guns. Yeah. Like, so it's like, what did was there no consideration of like maybe they'd be a little bit fraught about the fact that um they killed all their men, so they'd be rushing well, back to the saviors with their maybe, guns to shoot them. Like, maybe Negan and them aren't aware that the women survived and 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 stayed together as a group. Right. Maybe they weren't maybe, hiding. They were kind of, you know, uh, the ge- geography kind of hid them there, didn't it? Didn't it? I like, guess, yeah. I guess that's the best way to look at it. That they, yeah. they they packed up and left, so he doesn't know specifically where they are. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because there's, there's nothing Negan has said that makes me believe that he knows they're still there. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't All say right. Oceanside. He just says the group of boys and men. Right. Yeah. And that's why they're so secretive. I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. But, well, anyway, Negan forgives Simon. He goes, get your ass up. We're good. And, that, again, that was just very much a shock to me. Simon says, I won't let you down. Not you. Points at him. And Negan's like, thank you very much. Then he turns his attention to their their battle plans. And he has this map that he's drawn a lot of circles and an X on there. And he goes, we're going to create new staging posts. He goes, we don't have to take the hilltop, but we're going to make sure that they can't leave. We're going to plink at, plink at them. We're going to pick them off every time they try to leave. We're going to snipe them. From a mile away, ten miles away, they're not going to be able to leave that hilltop. He goes. The next day, we're going to take a group of people and get some guns and go to this place. And, we'll go to, and he kind of outlined exactly where they're going to go and set up these little these little caches or outposts to uh, snipe at and, and and start taking out the hilltop people. 
Simon rules that, hey, boss, that's got a lot of testicular heft in that plan, and he supports it. Negan orders everyone out, but keeps Dwight in the room to chat. And uh, Negan, again, says, you're smart as hell, you know that? So, again, we still don't know what Negan knows, but he's still playing with Dwight a little bit here. He goes after everything. He goes, Sherry, the sizzle, meaning the burned face he had. You just went about the business of getting yours. And again, so that's kind of that's kind of a little double entendre there, right? It's kind of like oh, he's definitely. almost he's almost telling him why he's a traitor at this point. You just went about the business of getting yours, so he's he's he just tells him to keep his head clear. So uh, anyway, he Dwight just takes the conversation as as it is. Daryl and Rosita escort Eugene back to the hilltop. He talks endlessly, prompting Daryl to threaten to cut his tongue out. <laughs> I, I didn't even write down what he was going on about. He was just blabbering pretty much, right, about uh, whatever. Who knows? He was trying yeah. to explain why, why he was doing his thing. Right. Rosita had to calm Daryl, insisting Saviors will be out looking for Eugene by now. They continue down their path, and Eugene begins claiming that he told Negan uh, he made the bullet back in the mid-season 7 finale to save Rosita's life. Instead of torturing him, the saviors actually gave him a chance to live. So he's kind of he's kind of basically explaining his position to them. They don't want to hear it though. Rosita says Eugene is the reason the saviors were able to, to escape from the sanctuary, and she's right. If it wasn't for his idea or his plans or whatever, they would still be stuck in the sanctuary right now for the most part. Um, and everyone who's died ever since that is Eugene's fault. Eugene, however, blames Rick for all the deaths, prompting Rosita to put a gun to his jaw. Yes, and that's this was actually pretty cool. As soon as he says, "Rick." Uh, she she just flips like she goes. Uh-huh. She goes. She, she, she didn't want to hear it anymore. Like that was that was that was the the straw that pretty much ended it. You know, she won't kill him though because they they're, they're going to lock him. They said we're, we're going to lock him in the darkest hole they can find. The only time he'll see light is when he can teach them to do something. He goes, "So you'll get to live, but you're going to be locked up." Well, recall that Rosita is one of the first people to have said, "I believe in Rick Grimes." <laughs> Did no, she, she say did. that? No, did she, she, said she said that. Said? Yeah, she said that okay. like in the first half. Like, would be. Yeah, she she said she said that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm liking that. I mean, around this. I mean, as this is happening, some walkers come up upon Daryl and Rosita and Eugene, and so Daryl goes ahead and starts taking out the walkers, doing his thing. Eugene is watching the. He he's watching this happen. Rosita has her attention on it, and Eugene is looking in the uh, reflection of one of the cars, right? And he sees some walkers that are approaching from behind. And so as he's doing this, he starts making finger guns, and I'm like, what the hell is Eugene about to do here? Right. He's, he's, looking, at, he's looking at his big, stupid fingers. And, uh, <laughs> what, 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 Russ? What, what, uh, right, Chubbs. Well, no, I was going to say, you're telling me as seasoned as Rosita is, I mean, she's pretty agile and everything else. She didn't hear those walkers approaching. She didn't sense them. She's just looking in one direction. It just seemed very not Rosita. To allow that whole thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I was really curious. I was curious what the what. I mean, I didn't realize what his big stupid fingers were going to do. So I was like, "What's yeah. he? Tr- is he like? Is he considering telling her or not telling her that there are walkers behind?" I thought her, he was slipping what? out of the restraints. That's what I thought he was trying to do. Like he was going well, to dislocate like his thumb or, or something and slip out of the restraints. That's what I thought he was doing, but he didn't. And this is also a lesson to everybody, including Daryl and Rosita, as to why you handcuff your prisoner with their hands behind their back. Yeah, you're right. Behind their back. You're right. Idiots. 
But uh, yeah, he t- he does the old up chucking. Rosita's like, eh, gross. And um, <laughs> oh, yeah. she was covered in it too. She was absolutely covered oh, in it. That's terrible. It, it was quite yeah. the money shot. And then he uh, then he runs around the runs around the corner, and Rosita's like, I'm gonna chase you now, and she does. But like the walkers are right there, so she has to like she has to fight them off. Right. I find it hilarious that like you know they're they're constantly bathed in the gore and brains and blood uh-huh. of rotting zombies. But he throws up some macaroni and cheese, and everybody's all like, ah, you know. Well, I mean, it is uh, out of nowhere, and it's like, it's on her hand, so it's like, it's making yeah. her gun all slippery, so she can't exactly. I know, but they have done, they have gone days and weeks without bathing or anything. Like, you would think that they would be a little bit more uh, used to some of this stuff. But anyway. Not when you're on a mission. He runs. He runs around the corner, and uh, so Rosita runs after him. The walkers are there, so she has to take them out first before she can go after Eugene. She goes after him. She's running after him. He runs like through a fence, and she starts shooting at him. So at that point, I'm thinking, oh man, she's gonna straight up kill him at this point. Um, but she gets out. He goes. They they run after him. Daryl finally's finished knocking out walkers, so he's following Rosita. They're chasing after him. Eugene's running somewhere, um, and we get to this really cool shot of like this burnt up like walkers like incinerator or whatever, just like a bunch of. Like dead walk. Have we been to this location before? Is this something I should know? Or no, I don't think so. I don't like no, a, but there was a lot of. So. Yeah, I think it was something because there's a lot of burned bodies yeah, there. Lot, right? We haven't seen of, that. Yeah, a lot of burned bodies, and you get you you get Rosita and Daryl talking like, "Oh, we gotta get we gotta get this guy back." And he, if he goes, if he gets the Negan done or something like that, you know. And uh, they run through this whole like burnt area, and the camera stays lingering on it because, of course, you know that Eugene has somehow managed to hide his entire fat body inside of one of these piles of stuff, very conveniently inside a bag. Inside a bag. <laughs> so yeah, so eventually his head like pops out. And he's like he's like inside of a bag, like a garbage bag or whatever. Um, gets himself out of there. And I think it was just his jacket. He pulled over his head or something. Like it no, wasn't... he was like in like a legit bag. Like was he, he okay? So I was like, okay, like I assume, I guess a body bag, given the nature of this whole area. Um, but yeah, yeah, he uh, he undirties himself and he gets out of there. He starts running back the other way. Yeah, so I mean, it was pretty interesting. I, I just the only problem I said it earlier. I don't think um, Daryl's tracking skills could be that bad. Like he should have known he was in that pile of crap right there. He should have just kept running off into the sunset with Rosita. That just makes no sense. He, right. They, they just he's too good for that. You know. No, yeah, it's it's a ridiculous scenario. <laughs> yeah. Except I don't I don't think he is, Jim. I get the impression that something that whole exchange with Rosita and everything clicked something in Eugene's head because I think when he pulls uh, uh, the the good Reverend back onto the line and tells him you you listen to my measurements or whatever exactly i get the feeling that he's going to use gabriel and they're making some bad ammunition for this the, attack the optimist in me would like to think that that's the way to go and i'd certainly i'd be happy to see that as a surprise cuz i would be legit surprised by that but i also but at the same time I think it's more Eugene is so in, you know, he's just, he's, he's heard from firsthand from Rick's group that they don't want him anymore. He's not right. needed for them. And and if what, there's one thing Eugene knows, it's the necessity of himself. And so if right. they don't see it, if they don't see a necessity of him, there's no use for him. So he's just going to work double hard to please the current master he's serving. Right. That's and what so I, like, I, that was my read on it too. And so his tone in that whole sequence and like, and yelling at the, 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 uh, the saviors as well as Gabriel to make the bullets and meet the order and whatnot is that he's convinced he's Negan, as he's said many times that he is Negan. Um, he he thinks he has the enough authority 
authority in his voice where he can order them to do what he says, which includes Gabriel. It's like he doesn't care about his nonsense anymore. He needs to get this order of bullets done so he can kill these people that want to kill him. Uh, again, if, if he mean, does it, if he is, in fact, speaking in code to Gabriel, thinking he might sabotage a bunch of bullets at the right time. That's great. I'd be surprised. I'd love to welcome that. I, yeah. just, I think I think Eugene's just no, more. You're probably right. Eugene. Yeah. You're probably I mean, you and Jim are probably right. I'm just, I guess, being hopeful. I don't know. <laughs> I like, I like I mean, straight, they, they straight up told me they were going to put him in a dark hole. And the only time he sees yeah. someone, when they, I mean, which would you rather do live in a dark hole or play a Tari uh, and eat, eat uh, you know, macaroni and cheese all day? I mean. He's tasted. The choice is clear. With, choice with is sardines, clear. Mm-hmm. I'll take the dark hole. Thank you. Well, I mean, that's he's what he likes. Power. So. Like this is the this is the yeah. first time Eugene has ever felt important and tasted True. power. Like even in in Rick's group, he was still kind of laughed at. I mean, well, especially after times. he was found out to be a fraud. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So of course he's going to do this. Like I I don't hate him because he's. You know, he's doing something crazy. This is, I expect him to do this. Like, what is his other options for that type of character? He really reminds me of a character in in, in Stephen King's book, The Stand, uh, Harold. Yeah. Yeah. Who was like kind of cast aside and ended up being the ruination of like almost the entire settlement of the book. Just uh-huh. same kind of character, kind of geeky and overly smart and, uh, and then kind of short shrifted from the, the in group or the, you know, the group in the in charge. <laughs> and dangerous again. And dangerous. All of a sudden, dangerous. Yeah. Well, he. Yeah. I think uh, uh, you made a point, Aaron. Like you don't know. We, we we don't know if he actually went dark side or not. I think after this incident with Rosita threatening his life once again and Daryl threatening his life, I think he's a hundred percent Negan now. Like you said, I don't think there's any any doubt. Like he was maybe on yeah. the fence before. He did let Father Gabriel go with the doctor. He's kind of you know he didn't poison Negan when he could have. Like now. I think he's a hundred percent with Negan. I don't think he even wants to go back to Rick's group. I just, I think that line that that Rosita says to him about everybody that's died since you helped the Saviors escape is on your hands. Right. I think that sunk in with him. I think it did. I, that's why I'm, I'm hopeful that he's going to sabotage the Savior somehow. Oh, so you sure. think? So you think I'm wrong? You think he's now going to mess up these bullets he's making now? The next batch yes. is tainted. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, and I think it's because what Rosita said to him got to him. Interesting. I, I, I'm probably wrong. I think what Aaron said is probably what is that going to happen. But I'm being no, hopeful. no, no. That makes sense now because actually they put the Father Gabriel back on the line to make the bullets again or something, right? So he's allowing the sabotage to even happen. I guess if, if Father Gabriel is going to do that too, right? He's going to mess up the bullets again. Somehow. I'm, I'm completely. I'm. I would be fine being surprised know. by this. I'd yeah. be happy to yeah. see right. this happen. Um, far, yeah. It says, far away to Oceanside, Aaron has remained outside the community uh, in the woods, hoping they'll eventually agree to find to join the fight against the Saviors. He says, it says, dehydrated and weak, Aaron is barely able to fight off a group of walkers. Actually, it's a pretty cool scene that they all start coming after him in the woods. It's raining, and uh, in he my, loses his knife. In, yeah. in, my, in my notes, I just wrote, Aaron is a mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but this, is, this was very old Walking Dead for me, though. This reminded gonna, me like a season say, two, this, see, right? sequence in the rain with the walkers. Yeah. And the disoriented way it was shot and everything was I thought it was the best part of the whole episode really. It or was one of the old best parts Walking Dead. It, it was, was like very, very Walking yeah. Dead, exactly. It was it very just, much like the stuff that we used to have where, you know, we actually had fear of the zombies and the walkers. They weren't just part of the ponds in, in the bigger 
you know, the bigger picture. So. Exactly. I agree with you 100, 150%. It's like, oh, this is really cool. He lost his knife. He's got to go resort to a rock or something now. And we, we've seen this before, but you really felt the terror that was going on right there. I thought this is actually a pretty cool scene. He manages to pull it off, killing off the walker before he collapses. When he comes to, the women of Oceanside are just surrounding him, standing around him. They don't know if he's alive or dead, but obviously he's alive. And he tells them, he makes his speech now, uh, that they will continue living hidden away from the world in fear unless they stand up and fight. And he goes, you must fight. They have to fight. So he makes his real impassioned speech to them. And we don't really know what happens, I guess, right? They just walk away. What happens? Do they, they even do anything? I mean... So they're they're getting into their, their, um, their tiger megazord so they can come out of nowhere next week. <laughs> <laughs> So before we go any further, though, we had a very special commercial break that happened right about now, and uh, this is something that needs to be mentioned, and Aaron, thank you, thank God you're back for this, because not that Chubb didn't do a great job, but this is very important stuff, we're getting to the end, there's only one episode left of I'm the hashtag... Poor man, Aaron. <laughs> of hashtag Red Machete, brought to you by Taco Bell Live Moss. Please, Aaron, take it away. What happened this week? This week's episode of Red Mach- The Walking Dead presents Red Mach- hashtag Red Machete, presented by Taco Bell, hashtag Live Boss. Is, uh, <laughs> it's the penultimate episode, of course, for the season finale to The Walking Dead presents hashtag Red Machete, presented by Taco Bell, hashtag Live Boss. Um, we find our our current um, holder of the, ma- the machete, one of the oldest um, knowers of said machete, the young, the young woman. Um, she's looking in a mirror at herself holding the machete, thinking about the machete, but suddenly she's attacked by walkers. She's attacked, and she's going, hmm. she has to fight them off. There's, like, I believe, three... Are there three walkers? Two walkers? There's a couple walkers. Um, she's fight. She's fighting. Or is it just one? Is it just one main walker? I think it might just be one. Uh, but she's fighting them, and the machete gets knocked out of her head, and he's all... It's all like honor, and it's like, oh god, this is rough. I just saw Aaron go through this. I got to see this again, and it's happening. But then she's able to just to reach out and get that machete, and she picks it up right in time and stabs it in the face. And um, yeah, that's that's where we that's where we leave off um, in the exciting penultimate episode to Red Hashtag Red Machete, presented by Taco Bell Hashtag the Boss. It was wow. it was a good one. There's exciting stuff. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time, and that was just when you were <laughs> describing it. I was really on the edge of my seat when I watched it. Wow, this is some good stuff. So we don't know what's going to happen. Next week is the final week of Hashtag Red Machete. It's been a good one. Actually, out of all the um, these web web clip, what do you want to call them, like mini, mini series, web series, um, this has been the best one, I think. Although Flight 462 is pretty memorable. Well, right? Flight 462 had to pick up the pace. That was the problem with that one. It just took a while to really get going. Yeah, like, Passage like... was eh, you know, and Red Machete's good. I like Red Machete a lot. I like, Passage I liked. I, I liked uh, um, the Bicycle Girl web series they did that was like the first one wasn't it yeah torn to shreds or torn to pieces torn, or something torn, like that. A, torn apart torn apart thank you i believe if i'm remembering right wasn't that the first walking dead that greg nicotero directed yes that's when yep. he started directing for the walking dead he was doing yep. those episodes now my my only issue with those was just the actors were kind of uh, like <laughs> like uh, you know, commu- commu- yeah. community theater actors then it, it increased in quality like the next one the next one actually had some people uh, that cold storage one they had some people that, that wasn't actually, bad that wasn't a bad one yeah yeah they, they had some funny. recognizable b c level actors in that one so it kind of helped but uh and was there one more after that too was there one more after cold storage or that was it and then they went to the 462 stuff. Yeah, I think the okay. 462 was the next one after that. I, mean, I don't right. see anything. I'm trying to th- I don't remember anything. They're on the wiki that. page. Yeah, they're on there somewhere. They're all listed as part of the, the canon, so to speak. But I didn't okay. really care much about the Flight 462 one. 
Well, it was it was almost so bad it was good, right? Was, I mean, wasn't that, that was more novelty than <laughs> anything? Right. It was right. <laughs> and then Alex actually joined the, the cast for a couple episodes, and she disappeared, and she came back, and for, for one episode, <laughs> like one or two. No, nope. it was like one, and then she got with the raft. Remember, and she got found again, and then mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was, it was like yeah, that was, it was, yeah, it was it was not exciting. That's what it was. Give it no, up. No. The, the the lead up to like who's gonna join the cast? Yeah, like who's oh, gonna join of, the cast? Exactly. Three, yeah. <laughs> three of them kind of do, and one of them does, but then she's like immediately taken out of the scenario. <laughs> yeah. But you know what it is. You know <laughs> what it is. We will next week. So back to Dwight. He hides in his room at the sanctuary, actually, and makes a copy of Negan's battle plans to give to Rick. So he has another map, and he's drawing the X's and the O's, and he instructs Rick to go to this place by this time. We can end it all right now, and he writes it on the on the map. Simon interrupts him, knocks on the door, and says they must assemble on the uh, you know uh, in the whatever after rounds. He says they're going to assemble in the courtyard. Anyone that that wants to go up against Negan and basically just go up against Negan and take him out. They're fed up with Negan. They want to make a move and take over immediately. Um, you know, Dwight, again, he's on the fence, it looks like. he's He seems to go along with it, but obviously we know what happens in a, in a few minutes. Um, let's see here. Uh, and he's actually... <laughs> uh, yeah, it says here, Simon says they must take Negan out quickly and quietly. So, now, was this, this happened... I'm reading the, the, the recap here. Did it happen in the next scene? Like, did they go into the... That courtyard right after the bedroom scene, I guess it pretty much did, right? It yeah. went right into that. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Well, no, yes. no, no, no. The papers happen. Er, yeah, the papers happen earlier, and then it gets back to them going outside. Yeah, because I might. Right. Just, I have, yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. So they're out in the courtyard now, and all the. Lieutenants... Oh no! I, never mind. I th- I wrote it different. Like, it's weird because I wrote copies maps in my notes to copies yeah. maps. Right. Okay. So <laughs> he did a copy of the map. He's in his bedroom. Then he finally goes outside to the courtyard. Okay. They're in the courtyard and. Uh, you know, Simon's basically saying, "Okay, we gotta do this quickly." You know, maybe not a knife. We'll just use a gun. You know, he's he's coming up with the exact you know way to take out Negan to betray him, ultimately. And uh, all and it's funny, every one of the lieutenants is there except for we find out later Arat. Right? It's pretty much she's the only one that, as far as the upper echelon savior people that wasn't at this yeah. at this gathering to take out Negan, which doesn't speak much and to him, right? I replayed the the scene just a little while ago and sent you a freeze frame. Gregory standing right there when those outside, all... outside, yeah. really? Yeah, you, I thought I saw. Him. Yeah, look on our chat. I have it. That's yeah, right. It. That's when they're all being shot down. He's standing right there. Now I know why That's Negan nuts. didn't kill Dwight because Dwight let him in on it, but why did he spare Gregory? I don't yeah, understand the, that. Well, maybe he had orders. Well, obviously Negan told them who to, who to shoot right away, right? Like he they had orders. The uh, the snipers again. I think it's to do. The, he's not a savior. He's not part of no. the. This is a different. He's not exact, part of the betraying. It's, it's a different yeah. betrayal yeah, going maybe. on. Like it's the same as like not shooting Dwight right now. Like you could shoot Dwight too if you wanted to, but he. Oh well, yeah, but I, he's got Dwight. He's got other plans for Dwight. And as I far and as I, Dwight knows Dwight is the one that gave up Simon here. And I and I would assume that he has plans for Gabriel as well. Yeah, maybe. So outside, obviously, at this point, you know, Dwight does his, his little whistle move, and then suddenly, suddenly, as soon as he whistles, he comes out of a dumpster. Negan comes out of, yeah, of all things, <laughs> Glenn's dumpster. He comes out of. Okay, he should have crawled out from underneath it. That would have been actually better, right? That would have satisfied oh, the fans even more. Or just popped up like a damn jack in the box or something. <laughs> yeah, he should have. Yeah, out of the dumpster. Right. Really, yeah, he's, he's not a small guy. I mean, the guy's like no. six foot something, right? And he just suddenly just strolls onto the scene. Hey, hey, you whistled. I'm here. It's like. Wait a second. So, 
obviously Simon gets gets upset. Um, they shoot all the lieutenants except for Simon. They they take Simon uh, the, into custody, and and this is where he gets a little Ric Flair on him. I don't know if you guys caught that, but he goes uh, yeah, to be the man. You got to beat the man. You got to beat the man. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a little I little Ric Flair go. montage. I Expect him to go, whoa, right after, you know? Woo! Exactly. <laughs> That's okay. I was, was Nikki going to say, uh, I'm the kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing. He should have done that. He should have done the whole routine, right? It would have fit yeah. his personality. He should have. He should have. Right? Rolex wearing. All right, anyway. Uh, so this part I really didn't understand. They had to do this death match. Like, what What was the point? I mean, he could have. All right, he didn't kill Simon in the boardroom. It's he could have easily killed him outside here. What, what what's this all about? Is he it, trying to assume uh, control? It's it's that is uh it's that kind of thing that they always do for these Thunderdome. When yeah, these Thunderdome things where to earn leadership, <laughs> you have to be the the one to beat. You know, like they have to. Megatron has to show the world that he can still defeat. I, I got you. So I I'm the Alpha Darryl. Dog. Okay, question. I got you. I have a question for Daryl. Mm. During this, did you hear? It's like you you had to see it. It's like and you know they wanted to do it just for that because they didn't really have to. Like the men were scared of him. He already killed off the the people that were following him. This is the savior hot. This is the savior soul. It's there. It's there. Bro code stuff that they do. That's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. It's it's cla- it's yeah. that's just it's like is it stupid? Yes, but it's entirely saviors. They do yep. the kind of people these guys are. These bros that's that have turned into are. the leaders of the of the of the zombie world. Yeah, no, I believe that they would have this stupid no, macho match to finish things off. That's like how they would do it. But I think yeah. he did it to consolidate. He didn't want any more traitors on this team. Well, ob- yeah, like, obviously it, it, you do it as a big show and everything or whatnot. Right. But it's he's still, the like, alpha dog. Time. No one mess with him. Right. He doesn't want any more, any more like conspiracy stuff behind him. I guess he can't deal with it, so he just he kills off Simon. But, uh, him but he also, right. you know, he also had him. Like it's not like yeah. it, it, he could have easily, yeah. just like he did with the doctor, he could have easily just held him hot, you know, bound his hands or whatever, just threw him into an yeah. oven or something. Like he could have easily done this without having to get into a Street Fighter match. Like there's no, there's no <laughs> reason <fighter>. there. <laughs> also, that's another point. That was another part where I was like, this is where Lucille should come out, surely. Like while like while Simon was grandstanding and right. Like, like I would like I would have loved this if it was a giant ruse for Negan just to have an excuse to use Lucille, where it's like we're gonna have this mono mono match, and so it gives Simon a chance to start talking, and he's doing all his bloviate and everything, and then out of nowhere, instead of Simon sucker yeah. punching Negan, Negan just comes up behind his head and whacks him the <laughs> the back. Like that, I'd be I'd be yeah. happy about that scene. It was dumb to not have it that be the last thing. Like he give gives Simon a weapon of his own. He has Lucille, mm-hmm. and he and at the last point he gets to use Lucille like that. That would have been something he would have done, but now yeah. it makes sense why they didn't use it because they they held back on their own. Yeah, because apparently this is a family show. This nine o'clock yeah, Sunday night TV MA program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So so uh, all during the the battle, the 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 death match, the Thunderdome match, uh, Dwight quickly grabs Gregory because Gregory's starting to run away and he sees him and he grabs him and gives him the map and says listen you get this map to Rick and that's your only chance to survive so I guess you know Chubb you were trying to say something before about this or whatever I mean were you questioning why Gregory is now helping Dwight is that what the question was I'm just questioning Gregory period because at this point he is he has double crossed pretty much everybody he's triple crossed well why does think... anybody trust him? Why is he still alive? I mean, I'm with Aaron. He's a fun character to watch. 
but logically, he should have been dead a long time ago. Oh, hundred percent. There's there are, huh. there are plenty of characters on all shows mm-hmm. and in life that survive mm-hmm. despite the fact that you think they shouldn't be alive anymore. That is yeah. a, that is that is a common trope of of yeah. both reality and fiction as far as who you think True. should be alive versus True. who you think shouldn't. Like, and he's like, no warrior. For, yeah, for like a throw-out example, Littlefinger should not be alive anymore in the Game of Thrones universe, regardless of where he is currently. He survived at least six seasons. It's I like, agree with that. Is, that's not a character you think would be one of the ones that make it this far. Or th- look, even like, I don't know, Sam. Like, some of these guys are just like, how did they make it this far? I have no idea, but you know what? That happens. It just does. It just, like, regardless of yeah. all logic that seems to make sense, some of these guys just they're cockroaches that know how to grasp onto the lid. That's yeah. that's what it yeah. is. And, and some of them become president. I understand. Yeah, no matter how many Big Macs uh, and whatever. <laughs> they live, so, and he, he needs a society. Greg Gregory needs to be in some kind of system. He even says that really, I'm politics. I can navigate yeah. politics. Like yeah, that's his that's his thing or whatever. But but he I don't can't know. live on his own. Like he can't no. go out in the wilderness and survive it. Like but he could he could work a system like nobody else. Which is why he's he goes weasel. back to the hilltop. I he yeah. Can, I mean he doesn't know what Negan's gonna do with him, but he knows that Maggie will just put him back in the prison. Like that's exactly. a better that's that's a scenario. He, if he's gonna weigh the two against each other. Taking this to get in good faith with Rick's gang and be in the uh, prison again, as opposed to possibly getting burned in the face or worse. Right. Yeah, right. I'm gonna choose the Rick side of things and go back. I got my chance. I have a car. Apparently, that's easy. Done. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, Gregory, for whatever reason, does comply, takes the map, and goes back to Hilltop. Um, as the fight with uh, Simon ends. You know, Negan's choking him out and gives him, you know, this is you, not me, like you said. This You created this. It's all your fault. And he pops his windpipe, and then that, that's the end of it. Just basically chokes out uh, out Simon, and that's the end of the he fight. He says, you're going to make me kill all of them, just like I killed you. Uh-huh. So this is where he's going from saving people to just murder mode now. Is that what's happening? Is that yeah, what you just it's, Okay. Yeah. It's this transition that he's had now in this right. moment. That, so, that transitions to what he says at the very end of the episode, too. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, Negan tells, yeah, on the radio. Afterwards, well, Negan to, tells to, to, to sum up because he's like, "What an asshole!" Like that's that's the end of that's the last words from the side. That's I'm glad you noted that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> so afterwards, Negan tells Dwight that he wants him to be his new right hand man, kind of in an in interesting way. They're taking a little walk together, and you know, they're going down to his room. Dwight accepts. But just as he and Negan enter Dwight's room, Dwight finds a surprise waiting for him. It's Laura Dang. sitting Dang. on his in his couch. We called it. We totally called it. It yep. sure did. I was like, yeah. who else would it be? Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what possibility? Exactly. And it's the okay, savior who witnessed Dwight's betrayal at Alexandria. She was obviously the mysterious passenger Negan picked up on the way to the sanctuary. Negan also reveals that he knew Dwight would give away his plan to Rick, and he says that plan was all... BS. He goes, that was just a trap. So he hopes, and in fact, he even put it together. Where's Gregory? Oh, Gregory probably bought, you probably used Gregory to bring the plan to Rick. Negan figured it all out. He put it all uh-huh. together, right in that scene. Well, he, to be fair, he said, well, I didn't th- he, didn't, he said he didn't think Gregory he thought you might just go on a field trip or something like that. Right. Well, he knew at that point. He knew well, that no, the, he knew, the, he knew, the he intel knew. had made it to Rick somehow. It was already on its way to Rick he or whatever. He, he knew. There, but he thought he would take it himself. Yeah, he thought he thought he might do it himself. He was okay, he was, true, he, was right. un, he knew he would betray him. He was just unclear of how exactly. He would right, do it. but he already figured it out. At the, by at this point, he already knew how it was done. So it was already done. Oh, yeah. 
and uh, he, and he, he's basically about to kill him, but he says, you know what, I got more important things I'm going to do with you. So we don't know what happens to him. Obviously, he probably goes into the cell that uh, with Easy Street playing, just like um, oh, just like, just like Daryl had to go through, but we'll, well see what happens. Sorry, the next he... week scenes, you see him in uh, the sweatshirt with the A on with it. With the A, so there you go. So we All know right, what's going to happen to him. I figure there's a coffin coming, too, for some elaborate stupid plan that won't make any f***ing sense. To back up, I, I, for, I, I forgot that that Laura person survived. Um, I forgot there was a survivor, and like knowing that there was a survivor, now I think, well, shouldn't Dwight have probably prepared for the one person that got away to come back well, and explain everything? He, that was the first question he asked when he rejoined the Saviors, when he busted out of the woods. Yeah. Uh, he said, oh, has anyone seen Laura? Like, If, oh, if okay. they would have said yes, he probably would have killed them right there. He probably would have killed those three right. Saviors, or tried to anyway. So that was his first in- instinct, and once he he kind of got comfortable because when he, she she wasn't around, he probably figured she got killed or was dead. Well, he uh, that knew was she, it. She got he knew she got hit, so exactly he was hoping she, she died out. Yeah, yeah. right. This, this exactly. is more of my my lack of care for a certain saviors, where it's like, well, I don't remember this person, so what do yeah. I care? <laughs> Just more than which, which she gets to throw back in his face when she says, you know, I would have died out there, but what kept me going was getting here to, to rat you out. You know? That was, yeah, that right. was, that was one of the worst delivered lines in the episode. <laughs> it was so corny. <laughs> well, she's not the strongest actress, but she did what she could with it, right? It's like, all right, I'm going to live with it. I, she I knew was, it had I'll, to be somebody. I'll, I'll say this. Um, you know, we talk about our what we think of the most in, like you know Simon certainly sparked up high on the list as far as like most interesting characters on this show, and I you know I like Gregory. I would you know even more than Morgan and Carol. This just because they've been in such a, like a weird mode in recent seasons compared to when they're at their peaks. I put the argument out there that currently Dwight might be my favorite character on this show. Like I think it's so he I find him to be fascinating as far as the kind of what he's dealing with and how the show's making him deal with it. Yeah, he's interesting to watch. See, watching right. him just like watching Negan reveal all this stuff to him and just seeing him emotion emotionally react to all of this, I found to be interesting. The um the conflict he had of being both a traitor because he went to Rick's side and a double traitor because he went to Simon's side, not know not letting Simon know that he's already betrayed others. Like all that's like that's far more fascinating to me than pretty much anybody else on this program currently. I can't say there's anyone else that like has me more interested in where they're going to go. You're except forgetting maybe, about Judith. Except, except maybe Eugene at this point, honestly, just because I don't know what's going to happen with him either. Like, it's, which is impressive, I guess, for a show like this, where I've gotten really good examples of things in the past from Morgan and Carol and some others. And it's like, okay, there's Dwight, who I was already not on board with to begin with, and has grown on me. It's like, now he's yeah. like top top he's creaming the crop as far as my opinion goes because you don't know what's going to happen it's not not so on the nose like the rest of this exactly you, you, yeah. you can see what's going to happen you don't know what's going to happen plus his, his i'm sorry go ahead jim no go ahead dude well i was gonna say it, especially since his his kind of wanting redemption and not wanting redemption it fits though like his yeah. it's clear it's like he's like i don't deserve to be forgiven for nothing it, it's but, it's like it's like a better Terra as far as yeah, the motive yeah. the motivations of the character like as far as the the personality you know obviously there's differences there but as far as like what's driving this person I can relate more to what Dwight's going through not personally but I can understand more of what Dwight's going through mm-hmm. than the kind of Terra who started out as this kind of like hey here's this person and she's kind of funny and now she's on the bad side why whatever and then she goes to the good side why yeah because she needs to I guess this seems more thought out which it helps because he's an actual character in the comic book as opposed to Terra's just a creation mm-hmm. from nothing. Um, but yeah, no, it's 
Yeah, it's, it's a working. horrible tragedy, it's though. I mean, it's a double tragedy on top of everything else. Like, they were, that was, they were together. Like, him and that, and it wasn't like she went to Negan because she betrayed him. It was, they didn't get a choice. It was mm-hmm. that, or death, or, you know, her family, to, to, to them, to him. She did it to save him, and he just lost himself in it. Like, he tried to, to embrace that bro code, right? You just kill, maim, do whatever you want to do, and uh, take what you want, and it and it and it killed him. It ate him out. It ate him from the inside out. He it, it broke him down, and he wasn't that way I'd before. Say, like, go ahead, Jim. I, I was just gonna say he's definitely the character who's gone from someone I absolutely did not like and did not give a shit about to someone I'm really interested in investing in now. I mean, he's really done that 180 turn for me in in his character arc for sure. I want him to live because he could never forgive himself. I I really do want him to live, though. Yeah, well, I don't. I think that may happen, but who knows? You guys could be right. He could, maybe he could. Do you think Sherry's going to come back at all <sighs> next oh, season? <laughs> like whenever, whenever they uh. That ever. gives him a happy. That gives him a chance for happiness. Uh, if she uh, so no, back, the answer is no. Then right? Okay. Well, no, I think it's, <laughs> I, I I would say it's more if, if Dwight lives through this season. Right. Then it would provide him something to do because after the season ends, like the only thing they can be. do is just go. They go back to the well of Tara doesn't like him or Daryl doesn't like him over and over again, which will get boring. So if you give him the one thing that would you know do something for his character is to bring back the one person that can still connect to him in some way, which is his wouldn't wife. Wouldn't it be interesting if she ended up uh, hooking up with the Oceanside community after she got out of there? Oh yeah, I was thinking that, or maybe Georgie's community, the new one we just found. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So there's there's possibilities, and again, that actress is she's on like she's on other shows, I know. So yeah, it's like, right. Yeah. So like yeah, Heath, Heath isn't, so Heath can come back any day now. But um. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's waiting for the war to end. He's out. I'll let things settle down before I come back. I say let let it cool down. Yeah. <laughs> he, meanwhile, he's watching Aaron in the woods. He's like, this white boy's ridiculous. <laughs> I forget what show did he leave to go to that didn't make it. 24, 24. 24 or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I never so, watched the first 24, so I don't know. So now firmly back in control, Negan watches as his minions secure the now zombified Simon to the sanctuary gates. <laughs> and you're right, he's, he's kind of a nasty. He's, he reminded me like the World War Z kind of like uh, Walker. He's like, arr, arr, arr. he's moving with his teeth and kind of like snapping at whatever was in front of him. He, he was, was more cool. Simon as a Walker than he was Simon as Simon. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a call on his walkie-talkie, he meaning Negan, and it's from Michonne. And he's like, what did he say? He goes, oh, the samurai sword. What, what, what did he say? The lady with the dreads and the samurai sword. Dreads and the samurai sword. <laughs> so, Rick uh, there with you, put Rick on. Yeah, to put Rick on. Rick the prick. Right, yeah. But uh, she explains she has a letter to read from Carl. And again, he knew, he knew about this letter, and Rick kind of gave him his take on it. But now she reads it word for word. And the music gets all like do 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 sad and yeah, and it's just a lot of shots of Negan looking longingly at the walkie-talkie while she's hearing all this stuff. Uh, yeah, and it really, and it, it's interesting. He he really does play on the same type of emotions he did with his father. Obviously, not as personal, but you know, uh, there can be peace. I don't know, my father. You know, we we I'm, I'm, we got to try to find a way. We have to make peace. Blah blah blah. So anyway, he, even with Negan's supposed soft spot in his heart for Carl. He's obviously hardened to this now because of recent events, and he says uh, he's going to kill everyone at the hilltop 
what, what would you say? He says uh, he's having nothing to do with it. No peace. I'm going to kill everybody. Time it for is. talk was over. Time over. for talk is over. That's what he says. Thank yeah. you. And he smashes the walkie-talkie with his boot. <laughs> Just the stu- Who are you destroying your walkie-talkie? I know. It's like there's <laughs> plenty more. It makes no sense, right? Like, why would you do that? Like, that was That's like Rick throwing his way as AK-47 when he runs out of bullets, so right? important yeah. that they put together a package on it on the talking dead. That walkie-talkie. How he uh, smashed it? Oh, a package? Uh, okay, gift package thing? Yeah, a little package of how they had to take one and use this special kind of glue so they make oh, sure it smashed God. and all that. I'm like, the whole thing was stupid, and you put that much thought into it? Jeez. You should, that- you should put more thought into like, character development. And, uh, <laughs> you to, think. Uh, dialogue, to back, maybe. To, to back up a step, Car- you know, Negan's response to Michonne, my whole thing was, well, Why? Why does he need to do this? Exactly. I mean, so I get, yeah, we talked about this already with Simon's death. Like he says, like, you're going to make me have to kill everybody. And it's like, okay, you're just really mad now. But based off what you've learned, what you heard from Rick and how you tried to convince Rick that he needs to stop for one thing. And then what you learned from Jadis and how you said you're going to make this right. And it's like, you've dealt with the actual issue that you've had here as far as insubordination within your own group. Now it does seem like the time for reckoning, which you've had ample time to consider and certainly seem to have given your conversations with Rick and with Jadis. Why Why are you so hardened to this point? It just seems like it's it's just rushed into this. Now I'm he in He did like, a 180. Like, it, he was the one saving people these last six episodes, right? Yeah, he's, he, he's, I, he's totally I, I save people. Yeah. I save people. Now, he just because his lieutenants all turned on him or whatever, he's all pissed. That's it. Forget it. I'm going to kill them all. Like the governor said, kill them all. It just but, speaks to, it speaks to yeah. my problem with Egan as a whole, where it's like, okay, yeah. you, you got to choose a side to have him be. You can't have him be both like this. I mean, he's... He's not like this. He's not like Tony Montana, where he's just like one way or another. He's either happy or sad. He's an actual <laughs> character. Like he, that's that's Tony's character. He's two dimensional. He is. But like this, it, it's this thing where it's like that. You can either make him be that way, or you can make him be this three dimensional character that you seem to want him to be, given all this information we've learned about him and whatnot. But you can't have him be both. You can't have him be this guy who's really deep and considerate and has thoughts, but also be a guy that turns on a wire. Like that's what I've what this seems to establish is that it's an act that he has to put on. And I can respect right. that. I can respect that idea. But now it's like it's not just an act. It's an it's a way of being for him where he will just suddenly start killing everybody. It's like, well, that's not the that, that these past few episodes haven't shown me that that's who Negan is. They've tried to dial back the idea that that's what Negan is. So now right. like, he's not right. that way anymore. I don't understand. I, yeah, no. it doesn't make sense unless it was like the, his army that turned and made him decide he has to do it. Like they they all want, you know, them dead. And if they don't, he might lose them. That, that's oh, I what see what I you're saying. That's happen. interesting. That's so you're I... saying to consolidate control. Yeah. Um, I... he, he he lost all those lieutenants because he wasn't aggressive enough. So now he says, okay, screw it. If I'm going to keep this group, I have to be more aggressive. I have to kill everybody. That's what. But he... they didn't do that. But they right. didn't go that route. So that's not even a motivation. It's just him being pissed because things didn't go his way. But it didn't make sense that his response would be to kill everybody. Everyone. Yeah. There, especially Carl's people. Like, if you suddenly love Carl so much, it doesn't make sense that that's your response to, to that letter is, I, not only will I, you know, go after them still, I will wipe them out. I'll go, I'll go after them in the way that my evil lieutenant was going to go after them. Yeah, right. right. That's like what I just murdered. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was the, that was yeah. the point I was going to make. Is he wants to do the exact same thing he, he killed Simon for wanting to do. And now yeah. he's you know, solidified his 
his you know, power base or whatever and his lieutenants, you think now that he'd done all that spring cleaning of all of his traitors or whatever, he you know, if they really did want to be serious about trying to give him a believable redemption arc, this would be the time when he would maybe have a change of heart or take a different tack or at least mm-hmm. do a different strategy. But no, I mean, there's no difference between what he wanted to do and what Simon wanted to do. It's a no, point. for the most part, those people just want to not die. Like, that's that, and eat. They want to eat, they want to have things, and they want to not die. Like, he's lost a lot of lieutenants. So, who's he got left besides a rot at this point? They're all gone. They're all just like worker bees, right? These guys have yeah. some yeah. lieutenants still. There's, there's yeah. some. Yeah. They, oh, it's true. They're, they're, they're like lieutenants. Now they're going to make them captains, right? There's different levels of saviors. So. But they're just yeah. followers, though. So, they're, they're going to follow needed. whatever. Yeah, they're, they're going to follow yeah. what he wants. Wow. Before we get to our Buster ratings, how about a quick word from our sponsor? Absolutely. Our sponsor is DCBService.com. Uh, it kind of uh, bums me out a little bit every week that I, I go through and look at all the stuff they have on special to talk about for the spot, and, and my wallet aches just looking at all the great stuff and great prices <laughs> they have. Um, they have you know comics, of course, and, and trade paperbacks and hardbound editions of graphic novels, but they also have you know clothing and action figures and collectible card games and statues and all kinds of other collectibles. Right now, they have all DC and Marvel hardcovers and trade paperbacks 50% off. Uh, that is way cheaper than even you'd be able to get them on Amazon. Uh, Marvel is also doing a new uh, thing called Fresh Start, where they're giving uh, a lot of new number ones to their books, and they're all at 50% off as well. They have bundles. If you want to get caught up on The Walking Dead and the comics to where they are on the show, uh, they, the stories do differ, but you know you could definitely get ahead of where the show is. They have it available in single issues. They have The Walking Dead available in trade paperbacks. Beautiful hardcover editions, giant phone book like compendiums. That's what I happen to own, just because I like to be able to read it and refer to it when I want to. All at incredible prices. And if you have uh, geeky people you're shopping for, uh, for birthdays or graduations or all kinds of other things, they have a lot of great things at 30, 40, 50, 60% off. Uh, I'm just looking here. There's a lot of hype right now around Black Panther. They have the actual Black Panther necklace, uh, the the talent or the claw necklace that Black Panther wears, you know, to activate his suit. That is 50% off. Done in a really nice pewter. It looks really cool. I'm also looking at a really cool uh, Thanos uh, Infinity Gauntlet ball cap uh, that, that's really nice. Normally uh, $55. DCB Service has a 40% off. It's $33. Um, all kinds of great stuff. Again, if you want to catch up on The Walking Dead, that's great. If you are looking for cool, geeky collectibles, clothing, action figures, statues, uh, collectible card games, RPGs, uh, all that kind of good stuff. They have it at DCB service at a fraction of what you pay at big box retailers or on most uh, online uh, services like Amazon and, and whatnot. So definitely uh, check it out, dcbservice.com. Great prices, great people to work with, and we thank them for their continued support. Jim, thank you as always for talking about our sponsor. Aaron, Buster Rating, what do you got, buddy? Um, I would go four busters this week. I like this episode. I have the only major issue I have was the whole Eugene kidnapping scenario. But aside from that, it gave me and the bookends I didn't like, obviously. But I, I'm willing to look past those just because I really did like having basically a savior focused episode. They gave me a lot of different perspectives and set things up for me for a finale that I do hope pays off. Like as much as we talk about the show and how we think it's maybe plateaued, if not gone downhill. I do think there's, you know, it has, there are, there are times where it does, you know, succeed expectations or does things that are, you know, 
really good. Um, so I'd like to see that happen. I'd like to see this this setup lead to an exciting payoff for what should be an action-packed finale next week. So I'm at four busters. All right. And uh, Chubb. With, yes. with, with that real quick, I got I have to take yes. off, unfortunately. Um, it's It's been good talking to you guys, of course. And I'll be back next. What's next week? That's the 16th of you yeah, gotta next, be back. Yeah, this is finale. Yeah, it's we got three hours of Walking Dead to talk about next week. So I was, I was, I was, I was, I was making sure I didn't have. To, I was making sure I didn't have to go to the Disney banks for anything. So yeah, I'm good. So I'm yeah. Good. yeah. You get, get your money hat and your money sheets and everything all ready yeah, to go. There, right. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple team up movies coming out soon, so I got to worry about when that's. That, you'll get that big check at the end of the month for yeah, Infinity that's, War. That's, that's, that's a sure <laughs> so yeah, no, I should be Black Panther two. I should be. I saw Black Panther on Black Jeopardy uh, this weekend. Oh, that was, that was hilarious! Wow, that was great. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, guys. No, it's good talking to you, and I'll be back next week. So, uh, have Thank, a, thanks, Aaron. Yep. Bye, Aaron. Bye. All bye. right, Chubb, Busters. Um. Uh, well, I, I again, I felt that there was no need for this to be an extended episode. They could have tightened it up a little bit in places to where the pacing was kind of off. But other than that, there were, you know, I had, there were some questionable motives behind things. But all in all, I really liked where the episode went. Um, I, I, when I watched it through the second time, I appreciated it a little bit more. Um, but uh, uh, I could do without the macaroni and cheese with the sardines. I could <laughs> definitely do without that. I mean, ugh, it, it just makes, oh, God, ugh. But uh, all in all, I, yeah, I'm on board with uh, – I'm at four busters with this one because I feel that they really set up for a good season finale. Now let's just hope they don't flub it. Okay. Daryl. Um, I, see, I, I wasn't as crazy about it as, as most of you guys were. I just felt like it wasn't that much to happen. Like it, it felt like this thing was just – moving a little bit a couple of pieces to, so we can get to the finale i mean i feel a little bit better about it now that we talked about it i guess but all in all i'd probably have to give it no more than than three out of five you're not alone i'll be there in a minute jim uh uh last week i liked a lot better this week i thought it was it was cool to see some it's cool to see some things pay off that we've been waiting to, uh, you know, for the other shoe to drop on. But uh, they killed my boy Simon. I can't let that hang. So three point five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had some, I had some problems this episode. I, I think um, we had some missed opportunities. Um, I didn't like the whole Aaron storyline at all. I think it's just getting ridiculous, and that, yeah. that that took away a lot. So I don't like that. Negan did not use Lucille like enough already. That we haven't seen a good Lucille death in what two years now. Right? right? I mean, yeah. we saw it at the beginning of Season 7. It's now the end of Season 8. And we haven't seen him use that bat on anybody. All right? I mean, come on. That was the whole point. He's got the bat. He walks around with it. Let's just see some destruction once in a while. Let's see some gore. But it's like the deliberately holding back. They're deliberately teasing us. I don't like that. I, don't, I hate when the show trolls us with that kind of stuff. <laughs> Simon was a great, uh, great actor. Stephen Ogg, I think he earned this death. Um, you could tell the characters that get better deaths. I think they're kind of it's like a, it's a respectful way for the show to send them off. And I think uh, you know he definitely earned it. Uh, it was a good chunk of the episode. Again, I, he it seemed like his betrayal happened pretty quickly though. As I said it earlier, like he was such a steadfast lieutenant up until a couple episodes ago, and then it's just it's like they had to wrap his storyline up. So I guess for him to die heroically or die the way he did, 
you know, I guess it takes a little bit of a story to get you there. So I, I guess I understand that. But overall, I'll give this a three busters, and that's kind of low for me. But who cares what we have to say? We have an amazing Facebook group. Go to Facebook.com. Do a search for The Walking Dead TV Podcast. Hit Join Group, and you can leave your very own Buster ratings for The Walking Dead, or soon to be coming up for Fear the Walking Dead, we call them Toby ratings. So stay tuned for that, and you get to have your very own comments and thoughts read by the one and only Jim Dietz. Jim, would you take it away? And uh, absolutely. Not only that, we link to uh, Aaron Newer's uh, weekly review of every episode of uh, The Walking Dead uh, at WeLiveEntertainment.com. You can get the link right there in the Facebook group. Plus, we have a lot of cool discussions and fun memes and all kinds of uh, theories and things like that that go back and forth in the group. So if you want to hang out at a place with no trolling and uh, and you know a lot of uh, just good, honest you know discussion about The Walking Dead, by all means, join the Facebook group, as Craig said. Um, for our first uh, for our first uh, um, review for the week, Amanda Holmes writes in the last fifteen minutes was everything. Four busters. Um, Deray Irvin chimes in five busters. Holy hell, what a brilliant episode of Walking Dead! Every character's performance is top notch. Also, I totally called it with Simon and the slaying of Oceanside's men. Even Red Machete was completely on point. The PR for Fear is working on me. I'm very excited for Survival Sunday. Uh, she also added, rest in peace, Stephen Ogg's mustache. So, <laughs> pour one out for the stash. Uh, Mike Jones, three Eugene pukes out of five. The whole inner struggles of the Saviors makes for a good story, but at the wrong time. This all could have been played out in an earlier time. I enjoyed the content, just didn't like the timing. Rest in peace, Simon, a.k.a. Trevor. Well, shout out to Grand Theft Auto Five there. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheryl Morris Goodman, uh, four fake ass plans out of five. The last 20 minutes worked the best for me. The first half seemed disjointed with obligatory character check ins. Uh, Aaron was a total waste, but at least Daryl and Rosita's plotline was kind of amusing. Um, J- Charlie Messing run in four out of five busters. I really enjoyed this episode. Easily the best episode of the season. Okay, season. okay that's not exactly high praise. Uh, P.S. The last episode of the Americans was a 4.5 out of 5 Gorbachevs. Uh, Is that your scale on that show, the Gorbachevs? We really, we really haven't uh, gone this route with that show. Uh, Russ and myself, uh, Russ has some uh, issues to deal with. We'll, we'll be back with a new episode of Dust Vidania, uh probably at the end of this week. Uh, that's our show about the Americans on the HHWLD feeds. So. I like Gorbachevs. It's, 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 a, it's a cool scale. Uh, it, fits uh, time, like it fits the time period of the show, too, for sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, Michael Santana got that Ric Flair uh, feeling, too, uh, Craig. Uh, four five. Ric Flair quotes out of five. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Great episode <laughs> tonight, complete with sardine mac and cheese field ramblings, money motivational <laughs> speeches, uh, surprise arrows to the head, Broad daylight mutinies and ending with a zombified Simon. Hopefully, this all pays off next week and we don't end up with another unsatisfying finale. Thanks for all your hard work putting this show on. We appreciate it. To which Thanks, replies, Whoa! Meet your boy. Gail Tidwell writes in with a really uh, detailed uh, uh, thing here. I'm just going to try to hit some of the highlights uh, 2.5 stupid decisions out of 5. Carl's letter to Rick was fine. Rosina and Daryl's failed mission to object to Eugene pissed me off. Two so-called warriors allow Eugene to escape. Okay, I did like Rosina putting a gun to Eugene's head and calling him out for the punk ass he is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Michonne reading Carl's letter to Negan was a waste of Black Panther Denagara's talent, but I did enjoy her telling Negan to shut up. Um, 
Let's see. Oh, and in case you missed it, this is all Rick's fault. Ask Eugene, ask Negan, ask any of the other characters who have said this over the course of the season. Stop trying to rewrite the history show. I remember they all voted to attack the outpost. I remember that Negan made life unbearable for everyone after he took over Alexandra. The North remembers. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Thinking about a better show. Um, Richard, Chopper Cherry Charrington, 4.5. Please, not another Savior's cliffhanger out of five. Another great episode, but I'm really hoping we don't end up with another end-of-series episode where the Saviors are once again in control. We now know who the mystery uh, Negan pickup was last week, and I didn't see that coming. Uh, I had a feeling that Dwight would get found out and guess that the map was a false plan. Here's hoping at some point that Negan or Eugene falls foul to one of his own bullets as he's really starting to pee me off. Looking forward to the finale next week and the premiere of Fear. That's right. Uh, uh, Johnny Stower. Five, give it up to the two community exterminator bullshit-smelling superstaff Simon out of five. Uh, I love this episode. Loved how Negan talked to Dwight so Dwight would confirm to Negan when Simon was going to plot to overthrow him, and he already knew Dwight was a rat. Uh, looking forward to fear and what's up with Morgan. If there's a character that has plot armor, it's him. He's going to be the link between the two shows, so he can't die. A lot of stuff they have to cover in the next hour. Fingers crossed it's good. Uh, Rob Cook, 4.5 Tactical Sardine Mac and Cheese Pukes out of 5. Great episode of Like Last Week. Like Last Week, it moved the plot forward. It's almost as if Scott Gimple isn't in charge anymore. Uh, I like love the, letters, love the letters bookending the episode, and it's an example of things that would have been previously left hanging for weeks are now getting wrapped up nicely. Poor Dwight is in his head, deep over his head, but I think he will survive. I had a feeling that Negan was onto him, though. Sorry to see Psycho Simon go, but it was inevitable, and he got a worthy kill in a zombie makeover. I can't see Eugene making it to the next season, if only because of his horrible diet. Roll on the finale. I'm expecting big things. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it also turns out, Rob mentions that they are not showing the premiere of Fear until a full eight days after the U.S. broadcast. So uh, to our listeners in the UK, you might be a week behind. I don't, I don't know, but that's what he that, said. So are they going to do... Well, you know what they're going to do? Probably do a two-hour opener then over there. That's what they'll do. They'll, they'll put two episodes in one. We're I only getting so. one. That way they well, we're getting one at the, end, at the end. That's kind of kinda crappy, though. That's what they it. usually do. Hold on. They did the last couple of seasons. They'll do like two episodes. Then they'll do like four in a row. Then the other, they'll, they'll sandwich the last two together, too. Remember that? Just wanted to warn everyone in the UK about that, so you know we yeah. don't spoil Fear of the Walking Dead for them. Yeah, have, we will definitely um, for sure. You know? We'll put a clear delineation in the podcast. All right, so we will say now begins Fear, and you guys can tune out or hit stop and not listen if you don't want to be spoiled about it. How's it going to go, Craig? It will say now begins Fear. I will say it just like that. Not now, not begins, now fear. begins Fear. Fear, yeah, Fear of the Walking Dead. Yes, you, you, you got to Craig it up. David B. the third, four sorry ass Simons out of five. Although not a Lucille kill, a Kraken is a Kraken. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed how Dwight's story played uh, slowly played out, giving an easy extra buster point. A screen captures the map, and it seems the circle surrounding the hilltop is near Gainesville, just west of Fairfax, about forty miles west of downtown, the real Alexandria, Virginia. If anyone cares. Could help understand some time frames needed to travel around different communities. That and does make a lot of sense, though. I like I like the real like map stuff and like where they really are because they say it takes about a day or so to get to Hilltop, and if it is forty miles away and they don't have like a, a car that can drive a straight path, that does make a lot of sense. Like that is kind of 
you know, from Alexandria to Hilltop takes about a day. All right. And, and if you miles. want to check it out, David uh, posted it right there in the Facebook group, so you can blow up the picture and check it out for yourself, kind of get an idea of where everything's situated on the map. Pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. I love that stuff. Uh, Brent Jones, 4.25. Ric Flair, woos, out of five. Woo! Uh, docked a half a point because I hate to see Simon go. Added a point for Rosita getting some screen time, but this is the Negan I wish we had seen all along, all the time. Conniving, controlling, manipulative, and two steps ahead. This Negan is a threat. Next week it should be sweet. I know I wasn't the only one who caught their famous Ric Flair line, right, Craig? Whoa. Oh, no. Oh, no, baby. <laughs> uh, Johnny Storer also added at the end, Craig, I think you're onto something about Gimple maybe not being around in the writer room, writing room these past few episodes. Way better. Yeah, it definitely feels different. I feel I feel some freshness. And I think next season is going to be totally different, too. I, th- I think no matter how this ends, which a lot of us may or may not be satisfied in the next couple of, you know, ep- next episode, I should say, the ending, I think it's going to be a totally different season next season anyway. I think something, something's going to change. I just hope I, we get some resolutions in this finale. Uh, they have to wrap up Morgan, obviously, so that that's going to be wrapped up. Yeah. I I just I I don't know. I mean, how's it going to end? I mean, who knows? I think end. I think fear this season of fear is going to be an indicator as to how all Walking Dead is going to be going forward because this is the first Walking Dead being produced in the post Gimple or the new Gimple era of whatever his bull title is just to keep him around um so i i think that this big turnaround that's happening it's supposed to start with fear so if this is not good right i'm not expecting season nine of the walking dead to be that good either well so, did you see that two minutes uh preview did you like it i mean yeah the, yeah the i was teaser? impressed i was impressed right I thought it was well, pretty see. good. We'll yeah, I mean, they replaced half the cast. I mean, there's all new cast members. Like, the only people that are left are, what is it, you know, Madison, her two kids, and Strand, right? That's pretty much it. Yeah, but... <laughs> Everyone's I, gone. Ca- characters weren't necessarily the problem on that show. It was the writing yeah. Yeah, that's that true. was the problem. I mean, the characters suffered because of the writing, but I don't blame the actors for that. I blame the material they were given, so... Yeah. We will see you next week. Well, Jim, thanks for reading the uh, Buster ratings and get ready, get your voice ready to switch over to uh, the uh, excuse me, the Toby ratings starting next week. All right. right. Usually they're a little bit less plentiful, but they're still there and they still count. Give myself a bit of a rest. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Any uh, any final thoughts on this episode? I just hope we have a more satisfying finale this year. Yep. This season. That's all I, I, I'm, I'm not holding my breath though that's what I'm trying to say like I, yeah. I really want it I really really want it but I'm not holding my breath I I, I don't know I mean we all know I don't know we shouldn't say we all know but we, we pretty much know you know Negan's not gonna gonna die right so whatever happens around that right I guess that's, that's where we're at right I mean maybe I'm wrong maybe they'll do something crazy and kill him off I don't know I don't know I don't see it either so where does that leave us, right? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It should be interesting. We'll see what happens. But so is anyone going to that movie theater or no? No one's doing that next week. I can't. No. I can't I doubt do it. it. No. Can't be there. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's just wrap it up, and then we will save our ourselves for next week. It's gonna be a long episode next week with uh, two episodes right. to go over, but we will we will get through it as we always do. Okay, so. Right. 
We'll get, get through it. Yeah, we can do it together. Take you get a second chance. You, I was going to say, you get to come back. We all do the worst things. <laughs> Who's saying it before? Back. You know what yeah. it is. You don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, Daryl, you know. do. You know what it is. I still don't know. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So, when we're not talking about zombies in The Walking Dead or Fear of the Walking Dead, where kind of listeners hear us and uh, see what we're talking about? Uh, let's see. Richard, we'll start with you, buddy. Uh, well, when I'm not talking Walking Dead, I'm talking DC TV with my brother Daryl and my brother Jim there and our sister Jerry. Uh, we just recorded, was that last? Yeah, yeah yesterday, and uh, yes. episode today. dropped today. So, yeah, yeah. check that out. Um, we and, and in this recent episode, we talk about the first three episodes of Krypton. So, very interesting discussion. Krypton. Very surprisingly delightful show so far. Krypton. Solid sci-fi for sure. Yep. So, and uh, you can always get me on the Twitter grams at uh, ChubToad01. Excellent. Daryl. Uh, when I'm not reading letters from Carl. You can you can <laughs> on, on, on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is the voice one two three, and you can go to the Taylor Network uh, feed, which is on uh, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio, and uh, you can hear a bunch of podcasts like me and Jim and Donnie on uh, Nothing's On. We got the new show coming up. New episode should be dropping tomorrow, I would think. Um, which is a weekly show, so we'll catch you up on all the TV you're missing and all the, the movies and documentaries and all that cool stuff. And you can also hear me and, and Russ uh, on Gotham by Geeks, which is also a weekly show where we cover all the Batman uh, world with the comics and the cartoons and the TV shows and the films and all that good stuff. So uh, you can hear all that stuff. And, and also... Uh, other produced uh, podcast by Jim, with Seaside Heights, and uh, and a whole bunch of other great podcasts. So it's, it's all there. Excellent, Jim. Uh, as as already mentioned, DC TV podcast. We're not only covering the Krypton, but also Black Lightning and Gotham, and a lot of great shows over there. Uh, nothing's on with Daryl and Donnie, as he said. Also, I'm I'm being I'm part of uh, launching a new website called OldMagicGaming.com. Uh, we're doing a lot of cool D&D type RPG stuff over there. I'm going to be doing a weekly blog. We have a new uh, new podcast called The Great Old Ones. We're going to be doing a live uh, live play on YouTube. A lot of cool stuff happening over there, so go ahead and put that in your browser machine and check that out. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Yoda Jones. Excellent. Well, I'm not chatting about zombies and The Walking Dead with you guys. I'm the host of the Auto Chat Show. AutoChatShow.com, Facebook.com slash Auto Chat Show. Me and my co-host Teddy review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture. We just redid a review on the Mazda CX-9 and also did full coverage of the 2018 New York International Auto Show. So the last episode was a lot of fun. Please definitely check that out. Um, next week we'll be reviewing, I believe, the Hyundai Accent, but uh, don't hold me to that. We've got many, many new car reviews coming up. Uh, back to back to back to back so stay tuned for that and uh, we, we love doing it testing new cars so you don't have to anyway who wants to close it out today there's no more room in hell than a dead walk the earth remember at least you ain't gotta eat macaroni and cheese and sardines that's exactly what I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> uh.